I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. People give me your ears so I be sublime. It's enjoyable to know you in the concubine, niggas. Take off your coats, ladies act like gems. Sit down, ending your style as we recite these hymns. You see, lyrically, you're Mario Andretti on the Momo. Ludicrously speedy or infectious with the slow-mo. Heard me in the 80s, JB's on the promo, but I'm never in the quest to get the paper on the caper. But um, let me take it to the queen side. Um, uh. I'm taking it to Brooklyn side. Uh. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And uh, we're in the house on mm-hmm. a True Blood Tuesday late night edition. Yes, sir. With uh, all the latest and greatest from the show that we all hated. <laughs> True blood. We love to hate it. Not hate to love. We mm. love to hate it. One episode after this, and we are done for life. <laughs> for like life. Ain't no boy. We should shoot mm. off some fireworks or something after the next episode. Uh, yeah, we do need like some fanfare or something uh, just for making it this far. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, we really... Uh, I'm about to say, next episode, y'all might want to bring some other folks so they can hate on the last episode with you. Uh, I don't even know. We tried to book Nina uh, from Project Fandom, like, for all 10 of these episodes, and she had an excuse for everyone. <laughs> Nina said, fuck <laughs> that. Yeah, she said, fuck, fuck True Blood, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is coming towards the end. Um, so I'm kind of glad, man. You know, honestly, uh the thing that get like I stalled on this one so long, um, I honestly just watched it. He did. <laughs> he did. He was like, I was gonna cook dinner, but uh I can't cook dinner and watch True Blood, so you take care of that. Yeah. Karen's my sous chef tonight. Yes. Uh so she put the things in the slow cooker for me. But mm-hmm. yeah, I uh I pushed it off as far as I could, man. Like, it was 2 and 3 o'clock, and I said, I need to watch it. I'll watch Fallen Skies first. <laughs> <laughs> Went to go get to, uh, fitted for a tux, took a nap. Yeah. He was like, fuck it. I did a lot of shit. I, I actually had a suit. Got there. Could have just turned around and came back home. I talked to my brother for 45 minutes in the parking lot. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because fuck it. You know, I actually, this is the first time I actually watched it on a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And I was mad as fuck at myself. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to fight myself. That's how yeah. mad I was at myself oh. for watching it right there. Cause I'm not even gonna lie, Justin. Cause like Sunday we was laying around and it kept getting closer, and I was like, well, cause I normally just get up and go into the other room and take a nap until uh, the strain come on at ten. And Roger was deep and hard. I was like, he looks so tired. I was like, you gonna wake up? He was like, no, I, I, I wake up for the strain. I was like, okay. I only watched half of the strain because I didn't. I did. Obviously, I'm not gonna make the first True Blood, the nine o'clock show, and I never watched it. Um, and I think it was eleven thirty. It was on coming on, and I was watching the eleven o'clock strain because they play it back to back. Yeah, they do. And I was like, "Fuck, let me go ahead and switch it on <coughs> over. Mm. I'm just gonna record the rest of the strain. You might as well watch the rest of the strain. It's probably a lot better." Mm-hmm. Then. I w- well, cause I, if I didn't watch it then, I know I wasn't going to, cause I, you know, originally we had other plans. Okay. And so I was like, I'm not going to have time. If I don't watch it now, I'm not going to have time. Okay. Um, and I stayed up and watched that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Excuse my language. <laughs> it brings out the worst in me. Well, of course, you can find this show, The Blackout Tips, at theblackouttips.com. iTunes, Stitcher, The Blackout Tips. Just search for it. Leave us five-star reviews. We read them on the air, regardless of content. Mm-hmm. The official weapon of the show is... Potato. An unofficial sport... Is bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Um, and uh, let's just get right into it, because we got a lot of shit, like, from Ferguson today. And uh, I definitely want to talk about uh, some of the stuff going on there. This is episode nine of uh, this season. It's called uh, Love is to Die. Um, And uh, it basically, you know, uh, made me want to kill myself. So I guess it's correct. Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) I kept thinking I would love to die the whole time. Uh, So it ended last week in the most abrupt just completely contrived manner with the I don't want the blood from Bill and <laughs> Vampire Bill. Bill. Yeah, Vampire Bill just walked up, was like, I don't want the blood, and then it, it just ended. So it started exactly at that moment, and, you know, it was, he, like, repeated, like, I don't want the blood, and it was like, you don't want the blood? Can you explain why? You know, and um, it was actually a lot simpler than I thought. I thought he was going to say something like, I want everybody to get the cure or something, you know, something whatever and uh it wasn't it was just he wanted to die and i can relate to it you know (laughs) if i was involved in this show i wouldn't want to deal with sicky's bullshit any more than i had to and it makes it's perfectly reasonable for him to decide that it's time for him to just end his existence because nothing good can come out of his relationship with this woman yeah i don't understand why he don't just go ahead and have somebody kill him you know, Dr. Kevorkian, anybody, mm-hmm. who, whoever he wants. Yeah, why not kill himself or just, like, walk into the sunlight? I mean, why has he got to be all dramatic with it? Yeah. You know? um, but, uh, yeah, Bill, um, basically the new Godrich, because I remember when Godrich got that, saved. Right. Um, he And uh, Eric was like, you know, I can save you. And he was like, no, I want to mm-hmm. die. Take me out yep. to the roof. and He let the sun fry. Yeah, him. just let me burn. Like, I, I don't want to be a vampire anymore. Maybe he's just tired of that shit. I was like, maybe he finally realized how much havoc he causes in people's lives and how much pain just being a vampire causes humanity and stuff. But uh, whatever it was, um, it didn't explain any of the flashbacks, really. Yep. None of them. And you know, the other thing is, why would you want to kill yourself when you know you could potentially live forever? You might get to see flying cars and shit. Mm-hmm. He's probably seen already so much shit. He used to ride on horses and... You know, used to ride on slaves. I think I would want to see what's next. (laughs) Me too. Me too. I mean, although if you look in his house, he don't use technology. I mean, (laughs) he don't use Facebook. He don't got a laptop. I mean, don't watch TV. I mean, he ain't got vent book. (laughs) Nothing. Uh, So does he show the pictures anymore? Because wasn't that one of the rules, like back in the day? I don't remember. Other vampire movies, if they take pictures, they don't show up. Yeah, that's other vampire movies. I think they can take pictures. I don't know. Um, the thing that struck me about this whole conversation that took place in the basement with multiple slaps to the face, multiple exclamations, if the Yakuza were right upstairs, why the fuck were they so loud? Yeah, they're making all that noise. Even after Pam told him to turn the volume down on all the talking, mm-hmm. they still slapped him twice loud as shit, open hand. Like, either the Yakuza don't have hearing or just... <laughs> that you know or just the basement is soundproof 
Man, I don't know, man. Sick a you. good quality basement. It, it reminded me of the elevator scene mm-hmm. where um, Jay-Z, and I was like, why isn't this the Ray Rice elevator scene? Mm-hmm. That's what needs to happen right now. Get her back. Yo, he need, she was provoking him. He needs to go ahead and, and knock her ass out. But you know why he didn't hit her back? Because he's a white man. <laughs> and he knew better. Uh, so, yeah, she was going to slap him again, and then Eric grabbed her hand and was like, stop slapping him. <laughs> he obviously not going to drink the blood. Um, so uh, Jessica got upset. She was like, we brought, we did all this for you, and now you are my maker. You don't want to accept this, uh, basically, this ability to keep living. So she demanded that uh, that that Bill release her, and he did. I I didn't get the, I didn't get why. He's dying anyway. What do it matter? Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> Releasing on this show means nothing to me because <laughs> yeah. Pam been released for like two seasons, <laughs> and she still follows Eric around like a fucking puppy dog. So. Is releasing even a thing that matters yeah. in this show? Does her bank account automatically go up by $100,000 or something? Yeah. We don't know it. <laughs> yeah, I'll release you. Cool. Um, Extra money in my bank account. Uh, can we do this again in about two weeks? Because I'm uh, going to a casino. Right. Maybe it's like when NFL teams release a player and then that player just joins the announcing booth. <laughs> it's like, well, you release me, but I'm still going to be at these games every Sunday. Right. <laughs> yeah. Of a release like Mike Brown get released from D's. He's still getting them checks. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. is. So Bill still released her in the most boring way possible. He had this long-ass speech about how she was punishment for killing another vampire. And... He was forced to adopt her. And I was like, yeah, that is true. Whatever happened to that rule? They've killed hundreds of vampires since that day. <laughs> they made Bill adopt, a, make a new girl a vampire and adopt her as punishment for killing the vampire over Sookie. But yet somehow they've killed so many vampires since then with no repercussions. There's no more authority. They don't give a fuck about plot. There's no, it's no more authority. Yeah, but um, even before the authority was done, they had killed people still and didn't have to do that. Like, it just seems like that was an arbitrary one-time punishment. To oh, add just to introduce, to, yeah, just yeah. To, uh, like no, like they didn't do like like all the people Eric's killed. Like I don't know, it just seems weird. It couldn't have been part of his progressive side that he saw her dying from a robbery and he needed to save her. Nothing like that. It was a punishment, dog. Because you know he's progressive. He is very progressive. <laughs> always has been, according to the flashbacks. A gentleman always asks a lady before fucking sent. <laughs> I know it's the 1400s and women ain't got no rights, but uh, I would never do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Your opinion does not matter, except yeah. only in this situation. Right. So, <laughs> Thomas, Mr. Thomas Jefferson, what are you doing forcing yourself on these slaves? <laughs> I'm Quite upset. Now, now we have mixed race children. Yeah. Do you know what this will do to society? Right. Do not let my uh, southern accent betray me. <laughs> I am firmly against this racism. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they uh, um, the yakuza apparently don't have an alarm system or cameras downstairs. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. They ain't got the ADT. And I still don't know why they're there. <laughs> and bumped on. <laughs> I don't or, know. or the one town over. They never named the one town over where Fake Jay is. Uh, yeah. But the one town over. It's probably nameless. I think it's the same town where those vamp those eight Hep V vamps were earlier this year. I just forgot the name of it. But yeah, but they got they have all this money, all mm-hmm. these locations they could keep Pam and Eric. But no, they gotta go there. Mm-hmm. One town over. 
Um, someone in the chat said, has there ever not been someone tied up in the basement of Fantasia? <laughs> that is a valid fucking question. <laughs> that is a good point. Um, yeah, so, um, I'm just surprised the Yakuza didn't install like an alarm system or cameras or something because, you know, there was all these people that just go in and out the basement mm-hmm. all the time. Um, that's weird. I was hoping that was going to be the end of Bill. Uh, right then and there in the basement, the way they ended my favorite characters, uh, Lafayette and the wonderful, incredible Emmy, mm-hmm. should have be Emmy Award winning actress, Letty Mae Daniels. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, my favorite Pam line was, cry on my jacket, you're paying for a sweetheart, when Jessica started crying on her jacket. Because I was like, that is blood. You know? <laughs> That's hard to get out. It don't come out. Yeah. No, not easily to come out. Mm-hmm. That was a good Pam line. Uh, they went to Sam's dirty trailer home. Uh, what? Not dirty trailer home. Apparently, he left letters for everybody. But how did they know it was letters, though? Because uh, they just barged right on in. <laughs> right. But what made them go there originally? Yeah, I don't know. To tell more yeah. Bill business about put, him dying. To put Bill business in the streets. <laughs> he didn't say, go tell everybody I'm dying. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I don't want people to know. Yeah. I didn't even want y'all to know. But somehow y'all just got it in your mind that you're going to. By the way, nobody heard of Facebook. <laughs> just go on Facebook, put a post out there. Everybody like it. Everybody knows. Yep. Invite people to Vampire Bill's death. You know, they get declined. <laughs> Live so, on you stream. So is death for Sookie immediate, um, her getting shot for stealing? Oh, excuse me, breaking and entering? I feel like that's the mm. new punishment for any crime is immediate death. I feel like she. this whole episode was about. Everybody meeting up with the man they should have gave the pussy to. And that's what her first instinct was. <laughs> so, Let me go find the dude I should have gave some to. Mm. Sam. And uh, Sam had a couple of letters. and said uh, his first one was the sookie. It was like, bye, bitch. I'm out. <laughs> the game has been cheated. I'm leaving alive. And how presumptuous of him that somebody would come looking for him? D- not just somebody. He knew who. <laughs> yep. He said, I know Sookie knows the ass gonna come in here with no key. So let me write her. <laughs> with no key. Cause he's never had any privacy. She always busts in when he's trying to get him yeah. some. He's like, she ain't thinking of me today. Like, he could have left seven days ago. <laughs> yep. She, she just thought of it. She just thought about Sam that day. So, um, yeah, she came through, read the letter. His letter was like, you know, hey, Sookie, um, you know, thinking about it, my black wife. Made a good point. This town is some bullshit. <laughs> I'm, I'm out, Sam. Listen to the black folks, huh? Yeah, I'm out. Yours truly, Sam. Uh, by the way, the best part of this scene is Jessica getting out the car first and going, "It's safe. You can come out to Suki." And I was like, "When does Suki cared about it being safe before she got out the car?" Yeah, is it safe for your ass? Cause she gonna live. Yeah. <laughs> if there's one thing you don't know, <laughs> it's the people around her that keep dying. Yeah. Right, not her. <laughs> Uh, the southern accent on the narration for Sam's letter made it sound like a Civil War soldier <laughs> writing home. A letter home to his wife. That yeah. was one of them voice-ins like they do when they take a movie and mm. want, want the cussing out of it for TV. Dear Delilah, <laughs> it has been many a, a fortnight since I last touched your bosom. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Sam and uh, Nicole got out of town and, uh, to me, I love that, man, because that was a powerful scene about how black women are the truth. She basically saved his damn life. <laughs> yep. And I don't know if he'd have left if he ever would have had sex with Sookie. 
Yeah, I don't think you would have either. Because you know? everybody that's had sex with her dies. Yeah, they always stick around till they die. But Sam, you know, he he got him a black woman. She wasn't budging on that shit. She said, we moving to the south side of Chicago. <laughs> Oh, fuck this shit, huh? She said the south side of Chicago is less dangerous than Bon Ton. That says something, doesn't it? And she's right. (laughs) She's right. They have less murders in Chicago (laughs) than his reign as mayor of Bon Ton. Like, bon ton. Bon ton. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, uh, yeah, so he uh, took his southern white ass all the way to Chicago to be with his woman. Mm-hmm. Well, he'll face a new danger. Yeah. Niggas. <laughs> yep. Something he ain't never had. He thought Lafayette was feeding him the truth. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Niggas, less dangerous than vampires. <laughs> ain't that the truth? I feel like he'll, I feel like he'll, he's lived through this. He'll be okay. <laughs> just change it to like a unicorn or something they'll be like oh damn <laughs> that white man is crazy dude. leave him alone don't fuck with that one that white you heard about that white man on the corner right yeah <laughs> he be changing the dogs and shit yeah don't come up off your chain <laughs> oh, oh, hold on. i'm sorry dog i'm sorry keep it keep it um so uh the other letters he wrote to everybody but they only showed him reading uh like one other one um so they had the, his old stomping ground, but lots. The restaurant he used to own. And uh, Arlene was having an uh, official opening party with exactly zero customers. At night. At night. <laughs> Smart. Because, you know, fuck it. We've had, we haven't had any problems with late night openings before with this place. Oh, wait. <laughs> Every season. <laughs> Nobody ever dies in here. Oh, wait. Every season? Yeah, didn't the show start out with sick and- <laughs> um, somebody dying in the woods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, leaving more lights. <laughs> yep. Vampires getting shot out back. Fucking uh, the opening of this season was the the red barbecue and shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good idea to throw a party at night. Yeah. She she'll get smart one time, just like they do in DC Happy Hour. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, between four and six, now you can get your ass on hold. <laughs> so I thought it was gonna be bloodshed anyway, cause Lafayette showed up with James. And Jessica was there. So I was like, oh shit, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be a fight. And then Jessica, uh, James was like, oh damn, it's gonna be crazy. Lafayette was like, no, it's not. Yeah. He just walked up to Jessica, was like, hey, Redbone. Yeah. Cause, cause Lafayette, the bad bitch. Right. <laughs> he said, I already set her, I already set her straight. Yep. Like, he didn't just take her, man, he fixed her life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Sookie, uh, showed up with, the, to the grand opening, everybody was partying, and of course she made it all about her. Mm-hmm. She was just like, "Sam's gone." And I was like, "So you gotta ruin the party with that?" <laughs> right. Nobody yeah. cares but you. She's like, I, "Can I speak to you in the office, well, Andy?" Well, Sam was her meal ticket. Sam was her sugar daddy. Anytime mm-hmm. she needed money, she went to Sam. Oh, Not God. work. Yeah. She went to Sam. You know she made <laughs> oh, <no> right. <laughs> no, how could she have worked? She was out more than she worked. Right. Right, but she stayed paying for that house, food, and all that other shit. New cell phones, because she just throw hers out in the woods. So her money. Ah, randomly. Yeah, her meal ticket was gone. You know, when she needed money, that's who she went to. Yep. Um. So, yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, she showed up and she was like, hey, um, it's all about Sam leaving, so fuck y'all party. Everybody have a bad time because I'm in a bad mood. Bill dying. So now that I've ruined that, Andy, can I talk to you in the office? 
Sam wrote you a letter. You want me to close the door so you can cry? And the letter was like, Dear Andy, I resign. I'm not mad no more. Bye. <laughs> and that was it. And Andy was like, You called me back up for this bullshit? <laughs> right. I could have had an extra burger by now. <laughs> could have had an extra burger. <laughs> <laughs> Big John, put extra burger on now. Extra bear. Uh, so, uh, my question is, who's going to be the mayor now? Because it's not like anyone can do a worse job than Sam did. Sookie. Oh, wait. Sookie could do a worse job. She, yeah. She's going to take it upon herself mm-hmm. as, the white, as the white woman that knows it all. Fixes all. Because I can't imagine a bigger body count under a mayor <laughs> other than like when Kwame Kilpatrick was in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing. It's a close second. Mary, I mean, good grief. Mary Berry. Maybe Mary Berry, Rama But they was high. People weren't dying. They were just... They yeah. addiction. I think crack addiction is the same as death. All right. I mean, because the, the death count in this, in this city was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> More people died than the population of the place. He was right. mayor for like two months. Right. Um... <laughs> So uh Jessica really uh, left the the left early after talking to James. She was like, uh, you know, I'm not mad at you. Uh Lafayette told me that uh, you know, I don't know nothing about you. And he's right. He fixed my life. Mm-hmm. Like he got into my head like he got into your ass. And, <laughs> oh boy. I'm just gonna have to get out of this party and go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> He gave her something new she ain't never had before. Dog, how unaffected was Lafayette, though? He looked all the way across the room, saw her talking to his man and her ex, and when she was like, are y'all happy together? He just looked like, bitch, that's right. <laughs> all right, all right, I'm going to look over here now because I already know the answer to that. He man, say, what yes. you going to do? He never yeah. had it like Lafayette game. Yeah, you ain't never got to that prostate like I got to that prostate. <laughs> oh, Lord. Your little baby fingers can only go so far. Right. You scared to do the work. So, she, so then uh, she left. Like, I guess he answered it too happy. Smile was, he was holding that smile back a little too hard. Cause she was like, all right, well, I got to go. Uh, can you get him a ride home? And she, he was like, all right, I guess I'll get a ride home. And, um, That's a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> Yo, you should never be with Sookie anytime. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he said he would. As far as we know, nothing happened. But, yeah, I still wouldn't have done it. <laughs> he should have been like, no, bitch, I ain't your man no more. Right. You take on. Uh, did you understand? <laughs> we we happy. We. Me and Lafayette, not you. You was the problem. You take her home. Yep. But uh, she left and uh, went to Hoy's house. Oh, right. Have you ever experienced that before? What? So, well, you with somebody, or even even a friend, you and y'all ain't cool no more, and they ask for something, and you and you have the satisfaction of being like, wait a minute, that's no longer my responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have. It's, uh, it is a, it's a great, great. It really challenge. is. Everybody yeah. should try it. Say nope and keep it rolling. And, and, but remind them though <laughs> that you are no longer my responsibility. Yeah, I remember this girl that liked me uh, in high school, but then she like broke up with me with the weirdest way ever by acting like we never went together like that was the craziest oh, no, shit like together. you ever had been done so dirty you thought you were crazy for a second <laughs> <laughs> like, am, am i a stalker what the fuck like because uh i just called her one day this is after we had dated for you know as much as you can date in like that in that grade but like we had talked for a while hold hands in the hallway all that shit and um 
like uh she called i uh i called her one time was like yeah so we about to go out here so and so you trying to like come through or whatever she was like oh i'm gonna hang with my boyfriend and i was like mm, what <laughs> <laughs> like what happened here yeah like we uh remember when we was boyfriend like five seconds ago boyfriend girlfriend and uh she was just like yeah i got a boyfriend now and i was like but what were we doing then and uh she was like oh that's just different or something i was like okay then fuck you um and you know i was hurt i listened to brian mcknight and shit and i got over it (laughs) not that one last cry but then years later man like she called me out of the blue to like come to her graduation party or something like i thought maybe you could come through and hang out with me for graduation and uh, i was like "Mm -mm, got a new woman now (laughs) <laughs> like you yeah. i'm not doing that My, mine was the best man i was dating this girl and she had a car mm-hmm. and i didn't well first first we both were on the bus you know who i wasn't 16 yet you know what i'm saying right uh but she was older than i was so she had she um she actually should have been had her car because she was like a year older than me but she finally got her car uh she wasn't driving two weeks and broke up with me. You know, I need somebody that's also got transportation. I don't have to come pick them up. I was like, oh. oh so okay. that's who, that's what's up. And, and as soon as I turned 16, I got my license and got a car. But she ended up wrecking her car. Right. And, you know, her mm. parents obviously didn't buy her a new one. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because insurance is high for teenagers. And she needed a ride. And I was like, oh, uh, we ain't together no more. Right. Remember you broke up with me? Right. Uh, you are no longer my responsibility. But I do know the number 10. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and what time it comes. And do, no, she was on number two, Ashley Park. Uh, I do know the number two will come get you and take you where you need to go. With yep. no problems. You yep. get there on time. She was no longer my responsibility. When I hung that phone up. You know, I did the happy dance of it now. Right. <laughs> I've accomplished something. It brought, brought um, joy to me that day. Yeah, it I'm, was, I'm it, was petty. One, it was one of those things, too, <laughs> where, like, when I hung up, I didn't even think about um, what I had done because I was that over it. You know what I mean? Like, I just yep. hung up, and I was like, oh, damn. That was probably a big deal for her to, like, invite me to that because, you know, she called me after I hadn't talked to her in a long time and all this shit, and I was like, that's... Oh well, yeah, yeah. She I missed have shit to do. Like you genuinely probably was getting to know her, and the other guy probably wasn't. Right. Um, and he probably, I, he probably had a car or some shit. Yeah. Like, I'm, and I'm petty, so I remember being like, "Yes, like mm-hmm. fuck you, bitch, fuck yep. you." Tiger Woods fist pump. <laughs> <laughs> but yep. uh, yeah. So um, in Hoyt's house, Bridget, his uh, beautiful Alaskan girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was mad about last night still. Probably was a cheerleader. She pulled a mic on him. <laughs> Cause yeah. she hit him with the misdirection. Like, oh. In, inside of, down there. Yeah, he was like, why are you so mad about this? And she was, he was like, uh, what you mean why I'm so mad? What you talking about? She, I mean, she, he was like, why are you so still mad? She's like, you don't want to have children with me? And he was like, damn it, you know, it's just a lot going on right now and blah, blah, blah. And uh, then she hit him with that, um, I seen the way you was looking at that, that vampire girl and how she was looking at you. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's what this is really about. <laughs> yep. That, see, that's the haymaker that they be having. Like, they hit you with the, like, why the dishes ain't done. And you like, damn, you ain't never been this mad about the dishes. And then it's like, I saw you, <laughs> I saw you like that girl's picture on Facebook. That's, You're like, whoa, what that's, the fuck? That's just to here? get you to talking and saying you ain't busy right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So uh that meant she was holding that in all day because it was the nighttime too. Mm-hmm. 
So she waited 24 hours to bring it up. Like, she got tried to catch him off guard. She had thought of all the angles, mm-hmm. all the possible scenarios. So any answer you gave, it was going to still be an argument. And she had put the pieces together. I mean, she knew she pretty much had uh, forensics on, on everything Hoy that did that day. Yep. So, of course, uh, Bridget knew Jessica was making googly eyes because women had a sixth sense. <laughs> um, and uh, she was like, I've been packing up your shit all, all day. <laughs> Oh, bye. Angrily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She ain't putting no no bubble wrap, no newspaper around the glasses. But she put it in Mary. She, like, it's probably all broken dishes inside that box. Mm-hmm. Did she say it's gone on fire like Angela Bassett? No. Nah, all the clothes in it? Nah, she, she wasn't like, like, I think she did everything the right way, but she just got madder. Okay. And madder at the end of the day. She played that Mary. What you say? I'm not going right. to cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to shed a tear. Yeah, she played that. I was thinking that, that superwoman, dog. I'm not your <laughs> superwoman. Yeah, I felt I was like, like, now you may want to hear Damn you. I think, I think that's what she was doing. Um, she was in there playing that superwoman. And she was like, um, listen, um, I've been packing up your shit all day, so you won't have to deal with the emotional trauma of it. But then you left the house, so what all you do? And I said, that's a setup. Because you know she told him to leave the house. And you know she offered to pack his shit up. And you know she only did that so she could go through his shit without him being around. Yep. See if she could find any pictures of him and Jessica together. That's what she really did. Why? Because she's a woman. And I know that's how y'all think because y'all smarter than us. And, and our dumb ass <laughs> would do some dumb shit like a dude is going to be like, cool, I can go play Xbox, leave the house, hang out with Jason and drink beer because that's what dudes think. We go, we're free. But really, you're not free. You just left the nest unfucking guarded. Yep. And she just went through all the photo albums looking for one picture of you and Jessica And he together. came back too happy. Yeah. Nigga came back with came a back grin on his real face. real happy. Mm-hmm. Smelling like, um, <laughs> smelling Jessica, like lotions and yep. shit. Like mm-hmm. lotions you don't own. Uh, a band-aid on his arm ah! where he gave blood and shit. <laughs> yep. Like, she saw all that shit. She put it together. So she was like, um, so, um. Had a good day today. How yeah. was your day, honey? Right. <laughs> and she hit him with the like, you know, just tell me the truth. I said, see. No. That's what that's where they fuck you up, dog. Jack, Jack Nicholson told you a long time ago, you can't handle the truth. Right. <laughs> that's you, too much for you. Sometimes you gotta just walk away, dude. Walk away like Sam, who's a thrones uh, a, a a stone's throw from Louisiana in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Don't look at don't look at the map. Do do like most men, don't discuss your day. Baby, yeah. you know what? My day was fine, but how was your day? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't it's not about me, it's about you. Learn so, these uh, tactics, man. Learn these tactics. <laughs> it'll save your life. <laughs> yes. Learn, learn, divert all conversations into how was their day. Are they okay? I just been thinking about you all day. Well, the problem was she didn't do nothing that day. So he couldn't even hit the like, so what about that bitch at work? Like, he was, <laughs> all he could do, all he had was him and his lies. <laughs> so he tried to break to the truth. He was like, listen, listen, baby, listen. Okay. I never seen that one before in my life. I swear to God, I don't know why she was up on me like this. I went and hung out with Jason Stackhouse, and we drank some beers. She said, "Is that all, Hoyt? Is that all?" And he got scared. He told him more truth. He was like, "And then I might have went by her house and gave her some blood for her master, because I do know her maker." And he was, she was like, "Now how you know her maker, but you don't know him?" He said, "Goddamn, I don't know how." But that's the truth. 
And she was like, you know what? I'm tripping. I don't know what I'm thinking, but you're right. Oh, and then she like got up on him and he was holding her. And that's when the door knocked and it was, <laughs> it was Jessica. <laughs> this bitch. This bitch. <laughs> if, if she could put a caller ID on the door, it would say this bitch. Yeah, and, and she, and she like knocked and then she also spoke. So you couldn't even do the like, oh no, it's Jessica. It was like, do, do, do. Hoyt, I need to speak to you right now. It's like, mm-hmm. she's talking way too familiar. This stank ass bitch. So they this opened the hoe. door and, um, you know, they didn't have a world star moment, but she wanted to get invited in and, um, Bridget wouldn't let her invite him in wouldn't let Hoyt invite her in mm-hmm. and she was basically like look he's telling the truth he doesn't really know me um i you know i can explain it to y'all what happened if you want to hear it. and um bridget was like i don't want to hear this bullshit because sound like i'm gonna be losing my man mm-hmm. get the fuck out of here yeah and uh she was like uh if you go out there to that fire crotch don't come back oh lord I drove all the way to Alaska to get the same thing. I could have gotten the fucking snow. You walking out the door. <laughs> <laughs> like, do we really need to do this? 3,000 miles for this shit. For this shit. So um, she was like, I just want to talk to you, blah, blah, blah. And then she walked away. Uh, and then Bridget was like, go out there if you want to. But that's it for us. And um, so he went ahead and, and Hoyt left that, walked out the door. No, you know, he asked her, but I don't think it made the edit. I don't think it made the show. Mm-hmm. But I think he asked her, um, can your vagina rejuvenate itself? Mm. Oh, Lord. Uh, well, he don't you, know. He can, don't even know that with Jessica, though. He you knows, know what I mean? He knows she's a vampire. Yeah, but he don't know he about know the, it magically heals. the virginal vampire you thing. Know. And also, is that really a plus? I don't know. <laughs> like that yeah, to me, like I guess it depends on how you view virginity <laughs> as, as a fetish, but it's not my fetish. Like, no, it I'm, is not. I'm talking about the pussy rejuvenation that women pay money for. That, that, that sounds good in theory, but mm-mm. I mean, but yeah, rejuvenating all the way back to virginity is a lot. Yeah, yeah, rejuvenation is <laughs> that, one thing, but yeah, rejuvenating back to virginity. That, that might be a little far. Yeah, that's a little too much for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cause you know, that, that, that sounds fascinating, but for most women, you'd be like, that's it? Well, maybe for what? Hoyt, and you know, I hate to go off stereotypes mm-hmm. and biases, but you know, for maybe a man of his uh, race, that might be the appropriate I don't know. Man. I don't know. <laughs> If, uh, if, so, if, if that's his fetish, she won. But for most men, it's not their fetish. So, yeah, but I kept thinking, like, if she tells him the whole truth about her eternal virginity, maybe he'll change his mind. So um, I was like, I guess Jessica and Jason are done because Hoyt ran out that door. And I thought maybe Bridget's going to fuck Jason now. And who does she call first? Jason. Mm-hmm. The only other person she knows. And Jason lost his mind, left out the house, and was like, <laughs> He said, well, Bridget, <laughs> he said, well, saddle up, Bridget, because things are about to get a whole lot messier when I get there. But did you see how he cleaned up the house, though? Mm-hmm. He threw one box and was like, let me throw it across the other side of the room. She'll never see it, though. Yeah. <laughs> Not in the trash can. Oh, that's how me clean. <laughs> he said, let me put it on the other side of the room. Yeah, you ain't trying to wipe everything down. you like, fuck it. So Arlene, um, how does he ever get any pussy <laughs> with that mindset? So Arlene and Sookie had to sit down because Arlene is dating Vampire Key. Um, and they can't have sex because of, you know, the help V. He can't even feed off her. What is he thinking? Yeah, what a simp. <laughs> All the women in Bon Ton. <laughs> and that's what he settled with. Maybe he wanted to inherit the bar. 
Yeah. Um, I guess Suki finding out that Bill would rather die than spend one more episode with her was uh, too much to take. <laughs> <laughs> That's she, all she got left is one more. She was so depressed, you know, the whole time. Like, just a huge downer. And then Arlene was like, got any advice about dating vampires? She was like, the fuck what I know. Look at me. My life's a mess. And I, I thought, finally. <laughs> finally, you say it. You've been giving people advice how to handle their lives for seven seasons and been wrong every time. <laughs> it took, it yeah. took this. Yeah. It took a man wanting to commit suicide. Well, you know, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. It took a man to leave town and leave here with yeah. a note, like not a text. <laughs> what, would I, what would I know? People would rather leave with pregnant black women and kill themselves, <laughs> kill themselves rather than fuck with me. So what do I know? <laughs> Finally, that's, that's what took her to realize mm-hmm. I, I ain't shit. But then she kind of shaded Arlene and called her a hoe. She was like, you started over. So many times. <laughs> How do you do it? And I was like, this bitch. <laughs> what? Did you just call her an old ass hoe to her face? She should have said the same way when you moved on from wolf dick to vampire dick. Right. Like, I was expecting her to be like, Arlene, you a ugly ass basic bitch. How do you, bitch. how do you do it? Like, I mean, like, I guess my question is, where do you get the nerve? Um, and so, uh, yeah, Suki was like, um, fuck that. Uh, Bill and Eric was talking and Bill basically broke down his reasoning. He's letting himself die for Suki. He wants her to be happy and he doesn't think she can find happiness with anybody. As long as he's alive, she'll continue to be drawn to him and he'll be drawn to her and they're not good for each other. He's, done everything tried to kill her tried to beat her almost raped her uh he's you know he's like you know we're bad for each other um this is turned into some chris brown um shit (laughs) and uh i'm gonna let myself die rather than keep fucking with her and all i could think was that last that that veiny sex must have been real whack (laughs) was it worse than um ray j who hit it first yeah maybe that's what it was that veiny sex must have just, yeah. that Larry King he missionary must have been so whack. <laughs> he couldn't put it up on the vamp porn, you know, the porno site for the vampires. He couldn't put it up there. He also said that he had a vision, a fever dream, that he was, um, that, and it was Sookie that was holding that baby we talked about. Yep. And he looked in, the baby was a dark hole, and he assumed that meant it was death. So he was like, that means we can never be together because we have a baby to be there. Oh, I thought he just knew her maternal instincts would fuck up this baby the way it's fucked up so many other men's lives. But, I just thought it was an allegory for him being scared she was going to have a black baby. <laughs> and, you know, he might be progressive, but he ain't that progressive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he told Eric to go fetch Suki for him so he could talk to her that night. Like nigga, pick up a phone, email, voicemail, text. Like, <laughs> what? What is wrong with you? He old school, y'all. Said he ain't got no technology in there. You gonna write a letter on some parchment, man? Well, you know, Roderick, uh, in, in the eighteen, in the fourteen hundreds, that's not how we communicate at all. A gentleman caller would never ask a lady to, <laughs> to come to come directly over in the middle of the night. You know, Pam would hear with a nigga please so fast. You mm-hmm. would get your own <laughs> white woman. Running around here. What am I, a taxi service? But uh, Running around here fetching white women for y'all. This ain't called, this, this, this ain't a pimp. 
We're not here prostitute. Listen, she she likes to fuck, okay? Just tell her you're trying to fuck. She'll come over. So he told Eric that would be the last favor he ever asked of him, which it looks like it might be true. Um, Jason shows up and was like, now hold, hold on a damn minute. I know what she said, but slap to the five. What the five fingers say to the face? <laughs> Punched him right in his damn face, man. Hoyt knocked Jason the fuck out like, <laughs> like Debo. Yeah, he knocked him. He put him to sleep. Dog. And I was like, you know what's fucked up about that? Him and Jason were best buddies. <laughs> yep. He let this harlot who led him astray earlier, didn't appreciate his simping ways from jump, cheated on him. She let He let her turn him against his friend again. Yep. And I thought, man, now I don't like Jessica. Right, because she could have left that part out. She could have said anything to leave that out. He didn't need to know about that shit. Yep. But, yeah, Jason walked up to try to fix things and be friends and got knocked the fuck out, man. And how does it feel to lead a woman that loves you, worships the ground you walk on, way harder, can have your babies and want to reproduce with you, want a life with you, for a woman... Who just wants to suck your blood, fuck your friends, and that's the end of your lifeline. And she Y'all, already played you and lied to you once. Right. You can't grow old gracefully together. Right. Remember them dumbass arguments they used to have and then she would glamour this nigga and go out <laughs> to the club? Right. God. She erased your memory, dog. She could have mentioned that why they didn't work out. Mm-hmm. No, she had... And she, she only brought up the bad... She made it seem like it was all Jason's fault. Yep. And then he fucked me and i was like i can't believe this happened and i don't know what happened after that i just know it's all his fault Hoy. yeah well, and jason was getting ready to be his new best friend again mm-hmm. they was gonna have a moment look at each other and say that that just happened jason was trying not to fuck his woman because he was his friend for real this time yep he made a pact with his penis to not have sex with that man's new ah! woman and here this dude is punching him in the face. And how man. many of your male friends can say that? You know? <laughs> not How many of Jason's friends can say that? None. <laughs> right. He'll fuck anything. Uh, so Jason um, uh, got woke up later in the passenger seat of his patrol car being driven around <laughs> by Bridget. I'm surprised she knew how to drive a car, though. Yeah, she seems stupid. Um, <laughs> Loki. Plus, she's from Alaska. I mean, <laughs> I'll have um, one example feel like of a woman shot. from Alaska. And it's Sarah Palin. <laughs> and I don't think she could drive a car either. And, and I kind of feel bright. like, I feel like, uh, if that happened, Je- like, she would know how to drive like a sleigh with some dogs or something. <laughs> but that's about it. Yeah, no disrespect. Yeah. Um, uh, by the way, I think you came off camera for a second. Uh, so oh. refresh yours, Justin. All right. Um, but, uh, yeah, so she, um, drives him to his old house because he was like, she was like, you need to go to the hospital. He was like, how long was I out? She was like, five minutes. He was like, five minutes. That ain't shit, girl. <laughs> My brain already stupid. I think I lost, oh, Lord. I lost some more brain work. You, <laughs> you thought that oxygen on the, that didn't make it those five minutes is going to hurt me in it? Yeah, a chimpanzee is currently functioning better than me right now. I'm probably smarter now than before he hit me. <laughs> so they drove to his house instead, and he told her that they were definitely not gonna have sex that night. And I thought he was trying to use the mind trick that he learned from Violet, but mm-hmm. I think it's just his version of <laughs> the 90 day rule. Yep, <laughs> I think he has the 90 minute rule. <laughs> not 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. You got to start somewhere, Karen. 
So. The thing is, I don't, did he mean? I don't know if he even meant to say it out loud, but the lack of oxygen is just blurted out. Because that's something. You well, have he said to, he said it needed to be said. Is it? Is it? But is that something that needs to be said? If you're Jason Stackhouse, yes. <laughs> Like, I, never, I had to let you know. I don't think I've ever <laughs> been at work and had a female friend at work and be like, you know what? We are not going to have sex. I'm like, <laughs> but I'm like, I, I think, I think he was trying to convince himself. Right. Right. But I don't, right. And if I'm convincing myself of anything, I don't know. I never brought it out loud. Yeah. Like, I, like I've never yeah. shown up at the gym and be like, I'm not going to get into an argument today. And just yelling at everybody at the gym. Like, no, I'm just yeah, going to say I, it to myself. I might joke I, about it with you, but I'm not I'm not yelling it out loud. <laughs> I guess you feel like if he speaks it out into existence, it, you know, he has to abide by it. Yeah. So Sarah Newland um, got her hair did. Not the hair done. And that scene took five minutes too long. It was just them taking her upstairs with her fighting it. Like, no, no, no. Then they put Santa down. She was like, and then Pam came out. I was like. I like you better as a blonde and so shit and that was it. Mm-hmm. Uh Jason worked his magic on the phone operator for Delta Airlines to help Bridget get a plane flight back home. Yeah, I was like, is it that easy? Can I make a phone call? Cause yeah, I, like I'm on a trip to somewhere. How can she? How can she tell Jason was hot over the phone? Like he could just be some dumbass country bumpkin. Yep, I, I think I think I'm gonna try that tomorrow. Just I'm just gonna call Delta. Mm-hmm. Is Delta the best airline? I don't know. I, maybe I maybe I don't need to call the best, but one of these airlines that can get me a trip somewhere for free, and then I'm gonna call the hotel. See, if hopefully a woman answers. Maybe I can get me a free um, stay for the weekend. You know what I mean? Why don't you go on and push that button for me? I don't, I don't think it's gonna work for you. <laughs> push that button on that steak. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, he got her to push the button to help Bridget get a free flight home or I'm something a, like that. I, that call that call was way too smooth. We should have been like, "I'm a deputy chimpanzee." Well, he lucky, um, lucky, ah! lucky, it wasn't Rhonda answering that phone. Or yeah, Latoya. that conversation would have been completely different. Sir, 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 please stop trying to flirt with me on the phone, sir. Okay, the tickets are still fifteen hundred dollars one but, way, but uh, man, there are no flights available till Monday. But look here, ma'am, I'm a uh, deputy sheriff. Sir, I, I will have you know, sir, there are many people on hold right now, and I don't have time for this. Well, I know sugar tits, but uh, well, sir, sir, my titties don't have anything to do tits. with this, and this call is being recorded. But baby, I'm just trying to say, I'm that, not your you baby, know. sir. Sir, I have three sons. Okay, uh, Legeritol. Uh, well, look here, but look here, sweetie. I mean, you sound sweet. Can I call you sweetie? Uh, sir, you can call me anything you want, except you're going to be calling uh, another airline to get a ticket home. Well, look here, baby. I mean, uh, sweetie. I mean, uh, uh, sir, thank you, for calling, thank you for calling me. I mean, Delta, I mean look here, darling. Thank you, thank you, you for calling me. You don't Delta. know how to use your powers. Look here, darling. I, just, mm-hmm. I was just saying, you know, you sound awful sexy, and I'm a deputy. And uh, I want to get a flight for this other woman. Um, and, and, you know, thank, you thank and you I can go Delta. out on a date. I'll even pay. Thank you for calling Delta, sir. We, we can go to Sam Lights old place. Well, sir, if long as, as, as long as you had a $1,500 and you can wait three days, then we can uh, certainly arrange any type of flight you God need. God damn it, you black bitches. Can't you just <laughs> do some shit? I'm a white man calling for a free plane ticket for this here mm-hmm. white woman. Uh, sir, thank you for shopping with Delta. Blick. Goddamn black bitches. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he put his dick on ice after that with some peas. Um, <laughs> probably gonna cook it later. 
Yeah, because she's so hot, he can't help himself. He's a sex addict. In his one-bedroom house. I've never seen a one-bedroom house in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not one other room in a house. Like, I know they got one-bedroom apartments. One-bedroom house. I know they got one-bedroom studios, but a one-bedroom house. So you start watching infomercials on TV. Uh, Hoy asked the right question. Why is Jessica ready for a relationship now when she wasn't back then when he was at home? Mm-hmm. And After uh, he loses other women. She said, basically, because I don't have some strange. <laughs> She's like, look, I done been a hoe now. I, I'm ready. I just need to get my hoe out. And he was like, well, that's fucked up, but I don't care. I'm, I'm back to being a simp again like I was back in the day. And I was like, this what got your dumb ass in trouble in the first place. It's you on my hand right now because I, I got rid of my other woman. Right. Oh, Lord. You done, you done cast in your chips, put all your cards on the table. You have no leverage. She calling your bluff. What yep. you going to do? Go back to Alaska? Yep. It's cold. Cold, wet, I'm more cold and dry, uh, vampire vagina better than your hands. I, I don't I know. know. I don't know. <laughs> Why do vamps keep falling in love with humans anyway? Wouldn't that, like, they live as long as, like, a dog lives for our, us. <laughs> True. That'd be like yeah. us falling in love with a dog. Like, I don't get it. We got diseases. We're getting them sick and shit. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> They're attacking us because we put fucking dresses on them. But Hoyt did get tested, so he good. Yeah, I true. mean, you know, she... And she did think, she did say some selfish... She probably only being monogamous because there's no help V-Cure out yet that she can get. But um, she was, like, real selfish because she basically was like, I saw you with your other woman, and I thought, that's my future. <laughs> so I just, to- I just told you. Women thought- normally don't want you till you, till you, till you have somebody else. She could have glamoured them if she wanted. Again... Uh, so yeah, Violet didn't even, um, need to do all that, uh, to still, um, to hurt, to hurt Jason last week. Like all she really needed to do was let him be with Jessica. Cause she hurt him more than, <laughs> more than Violet ever could. Yup. Uh, Pam took off the gag for Sarah Newland. I really didn't understand this scene. Sarah Newland was talking a lot, even though Pam told her not to. And she did her hair and she talked about how Pam, I mean, how Sarah reminded her of a hoe that used to name Mary that used to live in her whole house. Yeah. And Mary thought she was too good to be a hoe, but she was a hoe. She needed to get over it. And she basically told Sarah Newland, you could be the best hoe ever, and you might even be the richest hoe ever if you just accept your role as being a hoe. Church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't know why they didn't end up with church. If the scene going to be that stupid, at least put something like that in the scene to make it be like, ah. hmm. Hmm. Okay. Bridget put on Jason's clothes and didn't even ask. God, I hate pretty women. <laughs> Come in your house and do stupid, sh- un, un, just no manners. Just no manners. <laughs> Couldn't even ask the nigga, hey, you might want to put on some of your clothes. And with him, she need to, because she don't know if they clean or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Probably was this in a pile. <laughs> uh, he don't have a dresser. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, his other girlfriend broke everything. So they did this scene between Jessica and Hoyt having sex and Bridget and Jason having a conversation where basically Jason admits to, like, ruining Hoyt's life by fucking with Jessica and all this shit and how he got beat up. And Hoyt said that he'll never be happy and he'll never find a woman that can love him and he'll never be able to love a woman the way that Hoyt loves Jessica and all this shit. Um, and then... Um, the other scene was Jessica having sex with Hoyt, and um, I was kind of, like, let down by that scene because 
Uh, if Jessica truly loved Hoyt, she would have shown us her whole titties, and she didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't see no nipples. Oh, so if a nipple shot equals real love? Uh, I mean, to me on this show, that's what it's always meant. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that that is the precedent. Yep, and uh, just like I judged that one uh, actor for quitting, I judged Jessica for not showing them nipples. Mm-hmm. Full frontal. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they requested it. Uh, Jason didn't learn how to not have sex with someone when he was with Violet because he told Bridget that he still needed to learn how to not have sex with a woman. But I was like, didn't you spend like over a year of not <laughs> being allowed to have sex with Violet? Uh, yep. You still don't know what it is? Can't have sex with <laughs> Yeah, it's called keeping your zipper, you know, zipped up. So they wasted five minutes of screen time with some stupid-ass game about tell me a secret that you never told anybody else. And Jason told uh, Bridget that he liked the color pink. And she said she cheated on a test once by letting someone cheat off of her answers. And it was stupid. That was, that, you know that person got an F. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you that know. read this group like, who, who turned in this bullshit? Yeah, that was terrible. Um, this whole, so far, this whole episode is terrible. I know we make it sound <laughs> right now with these jokes, but I mean, you gotta laugh from crying sometimes. Oh, yeah, it was terrible. Um, there was, but there was one good thing that came up. Um, Bill was walking through the vampire, uh, I mean, through the, gra- the graveyard to go to Siggy's house, and he saw his wife's gravestone. Um, that's not the good thing. The good thing was <laughs> Eric showed up at. Fantasia and Ginger was mad as shit. Mm-hmm. She's like, Why you ain't tell me you ain't got help me no more? Like, I was worried sick. And he was like, You know what? I've been doing a lot of shit all day long and uh, I didn't think about you. And I apologized. I said, Damn, he apologized. I didn't think about you. And I was like, If he really want to apologize, he need to offer us some of that dick. Yep. And then he did. <laughs> he really did. Was like, You want some dick then? And you know that's her thing. She was like, "Yes." And she was I'm so a ex- sex slave and you ain't fucked me. She was so excited that I was like, "This is going to be the most awkward bony elbow sex of all time." <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, she's going to be one of those people you can't even put the dick in and she's going to be swinging her elbows all in your face like, "Hey, <laughs> calm down. Stop scratching my back." <laughs> you going to hurt me, girl? Yeah, like it, like you being too extra right now. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. She hopped on top of him. She, like, had a fantasy. She wanted to fuck him on that throne that she bought him. And she was like, I'm going to fuck you and I straddle you and all this shit. And uh, he, like, ripped the panties off and fingered her a little bit. And I don't even think that he got to put it in because she came. <laughs> and she didn't just come. Like, she came for the all time. Yep. <laughs> Not the all time. And then she, like, put one hand in the air like she was praising the Lord. Mm-hmm. And passed out on the ground and was snoring. In the fetal position. It's snoring. And all he said was, you okay? He didn't even zip his pants up. I don't think he got his dick out. He didn't. Ah! She was just like, you touched me. That's all that mattered. So she fell asleep. That was the best scene of the whole thing, in my opinion. Nope. I thought it was whack. It was so out of character with him. I was like, here we go again of them just making up rules. Like, he ain't touched her in all that time. He is not going to touch her now. Just because he forgot to tell her he ain't had help. I mean, he didn't really a do lot sh- of shit in life he's done he ain't told her. He didn't really do shit, though. He just sat there. I thought it was funny. It's the thought behind it that he, yeah. that he was going to. I laughed. Um, they let Eric do all that fucking on top before uh, springing the trap on him in the basement, though. Right. 
Like, the, apparently he didn't notice that none of the fucking Yakuza was upstairs. Mm-hmm. Just Ginger. So I walked in the basement. They had the elaborate James Bond trap to kill Pam ah. with three different uh, ropes that would drop uh, stake into her heart. They had, like, the Tommy Jerry set up. It was so stupid. They missed everything except... Oh, good evening, Mr. Bond. <laughs> Pleasure for you to join us today. <laughs> we know that it's you. Right, so that shit was whack. Um, but basically, they got him to admit that he saw Sookie that day. I don't know how they already knew this, but it's not like Sookie's ever been discreet, so who knows. Uh, and then they was like, so you've been seeing Sookie. Um, I know that your ass been out here uh, telling people secrets about the true blood. Did you, did you tell Sookie about it? He said, yeah. He said, what's Sookie's address? And I'm assuming that he told him. And then they cut to um, Bill knocking on Sookie's door, and that's the end of the episode. And I was, I um, clapped with joy. Only thing I heard was one episode <laughs> left. And I said, yes! Right, I, I clapped with joy. <laughs> you didn't get happy, did you? Thank you. That's all I want to hear. One episode left. Uh, I would talk about what's going to happen next week. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) You just got one more left. I don't care, guys. It doesn't matter what happens next week. I clapped. Then I said, wait a minute. I ain't getting no letter May. Yep. Not even a break. There's not even a break next week. We just get the end. Do you realize we didn't have a week off this year? You sure didn't. No holidays. Just the end. Then I was like, wait. So is it going to be a two-hour special, or is it just one hour? Because they left a lot of still unanswered questions. It's probably just one hour, and I don't care. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like, but and the unanswered questions are nobody's died in a few weeks. I need some people to die. Mm-hmm. Oh, everybody's probably going to die next week, then. Like that's the thing about Game of Thrones. People consistently die enough to where you know it fixed that that. For a second, I thought they were going to kill Pam, but of course they didn't. <laughs> of yep. course they didn't. Um, all right, man, let's let's talk about news. Ferguson, you been following any of this stuff? Uh, some of it. Uh, well, there's been a lot of news coming out of there um, I, I, every day. I just know the president had to keep speaking on it on his vacation. Come on, yeah. now. Yesterday was no exception. Um, a lot of people have been requesting this man to come down to Ferguson to speak. And he finally blessed us with his talents. Uh, my man, Nelly. They were begging him. Why? People been asking him to speak. He's yeah. from Missouri, St. Louis. St. Louis. So people wanted to see him speak. So he had something to say. Did he say, down, down, baby? Mm-hmm. He came down, down, baby. Hot in here. To talk to everybody. Um, they, they wanted a concert? Like, what? That's what I'm trying to figure out, Justin. I mean, is he a, is he, is he known for being an activist or a political nope. figure? Nope. Oh. But you wanted him to talk, so here we I go. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. That is a lie! Yeah. Numbers and statistics? <laughs> What's happening here? Facts. Why did he say facts after that? He's not done, y'all. Remember, he, remember what year he said, 2001. Listen to the crowd. 
since you came out. <laughs> oh, that was somebody crowd said. <laughs> you hear that? Did you hear that? I, I did. Nothing. Or the National Guard. Nothing. And, and, or the police. Nothing. And, and, and who who was the people hyping him up like he knew what the fuck he was talking about? Yes, sir. Why didn't somebody? He didn't have anybody right. Did he? Did he even think about what he was gonna say before he no. got there? See, somebody probably just put it. No, somebody probably just put a, uh, a megaphone in his hands. With all the resources of the internet, <laughs> with uh, our ability to read. <laughs> with I mean you now, couldn't have, not prepared. You couldn't have hashtagged it on Twitter and read what people said on the hashtag. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Ferguson. You couldn't have like like you didn't before you booked your flight, you didn't know why you were going to Ferguson. <laughs> Cause this, cause well, who, who's the people that begged him to come? This sounds like That's a generic speech. First of all, Karen, people begged him to come because he's from the area. Okay? Uh-huh. People it's like if something happened in Charlotte, uh, people would probably, you know, talk about uh, whoever the most famous person from Charlotte would be like, oh, you're not going to say nothing? Touche? You're not going to come back to Charlotte? Yeah. Come on, Jeff yeah. and Guinness. I don't know. <laughs> it, it don't mean that they know what's going on. It doesn't so. mean that. Okay. I agree, Cam. I agree. But I'm just saying, this was the most generic speech. This was like the speech he probably gives to all his kids at... Like Nelly Camp or whatever. Ah, a motivational speech. They was like, go out there and just motivate the people. Yeah, whatever charity does. Because the speech had nothing to do with justice, Mike Brown, any of this stuff. Like, I knew lies were coming from the second he said, I was talking to two brothers on the way up here. I said, that's a lie. <laughs> that's a goddamn lie. You got bodyguards around you right now. I don't believe yeah. you, sir. Let's listen to it again, though. That's when the lies, you knew the lies were going to start. I just asked a couple brothers coming up here. No, you didn't. What, when? When did you ask a couple brothers now? The two standing beside you? Yeah. You, know, you should have asked them, hey, man, what is this rally about? <laughs> right. Why uh, am I going here? Who booked this for me? Like, this is what happens when someone else speaks up for you. Mm-hmm. Like, he probably saw what J. Cole did and said, let me just show up and just show support. And then they was like, oh, Nelly's here. He's from the area. I'm sure he has something to say. He's like, what? I don't got nothing to say. Here's a microphone, Nelly. Go ahead, man. Say, get it off your right. chest. They was like, yeah, we know. It's, you know, I think one thing, we know him. Yep, you so, always rep the St. Louis. 
Mm-hmm. Say something, man. I know you've been following it. So what did J. Cole say? Uh, J. Cole didn't say shit. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> you put out a terrible J. Cole rap song. J. Cole showed up and helped and volunteered and yes, took, he did. took pictures at the um memorial site and dipped. That's it. He yeah. wasn't there to get on the understand with a mic megaphone and say mm-hmm. nonsensical shit. Why? Because he's not a political activist or a public speaker. And, he's a rapper. And I guess that's my point. That's why I was like, who the fuck was asking for him? Because why? Who gives a fuck about what Nelly thinks? Where's Ja? Help me, Ja Rule. <laughs> like, I expect at some point for him to just start saying all the stuff we normally say to black people. Oh, praise Allah. Some of y'all stand in line for Jordans, but won't stand in line for a job application. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Some of y'all walk around with new shoes on, still owe me $20 from last week. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I have still buying preach, Air Force Ones. Preach. I know I made a song about Air Force Ones, but that don't mean you got to have them on and not have my money. <laughs> You saw, you saw. If I drop an album now, you won't continue to support the black man, but you out here supporting the white man, and they the ones holding you back. Mm-hmm. They. Some of y'all are listening to music where they call you a bitch, but then you get mad if I call you a bitch in real life. <laughs> you saw, you saw. Preach. I'm trying to slide credit cards down your ass cheek and make money for young, uh, aspiring TV models. And y'all want to go out here and protest that, but don't want to be out here protesting with me now. Right. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, y'all out here, but y'all ain't really out here. I mean, it might be your ass, but it ain't your face. I need <laughs> a tip drill. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Come on. Give it up. Preach it. Yes, preach it now. He's speaking the truth right I now. I was talking to two brothers on the way up here. Show did. Show. I synced them. Mm-hmm. At the strip club. And I said... What do you think is you think is more black men in McDonald's or Burger King? Mm-hmm. Ah! And they said Burger King. Words. He's they, speaking the truth. Burger King. I said, come on now, come on. We got to do better. Tell him, tell him, Nelly, tell him. McDonald's has way better fries. <laughs> tell him. He's speaking the truth right now. Yes, sir. I don't believe that because a lot. Of, I just asked a couple of brothers coming up here. How many brothers? There more brothers in jail or in college? That since you came out is so good. Did he even really say a number? Like since two thousand. Uh, hold he, up. He said two numbers at once. Two thousand and noir. <laughs> two thousand and noir. Remember that? <laughs> that year. Somebody know somebody know about him. It was like since two thousand one ain't that since since you came out, dog? Well well, he said since you came out, the dude in the red the dude in the red standing next to him kinda laughed. (laughs) Like he he couldn't help himself. He looked at who said that and kinda was like, Oh, you got him. You got him. Dude, he sounds like the black woman at the end of Jay-Z's 22 twos. Mm-hmm. Well, she just started <laughs> giving that black speech because she was so empowered by that rap. <laughs> like the rap, the rap about you, drug dealing you, and shit. You need to get out here and own our own businesses. Yeah, let me see if I can play that <laughs> shit. <laughs> Shut the F up. 
get it, yeah. you innocent, and I'm behind you 100%. Mad Wednesdays, Rudy King, DJ Ace, Dame Dash, Rockefeller Records, we're all behind you. You can come back anytime. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Ace, turn that music down. I smell some reefer. Now, you see, that's why our people don't have anything. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because we go in places <laughs> and act properly. Yes, sir. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who told me shut the F up? Since you came out? <laughs> told me to shut the F up. Get him out of here. I'm not going to continue the show until you throw him out. Get him out right now. Then I'm going to continue my speech. I was speaking Thank to some you. brothers about this. I was speaking to a couple brothers on the way to the club tonight. <laughs> now, listen. I said. Now, like I was saying. We got to build our own businesses. We got to get our own record companies going like Rockefeller Records. Now, how many people were on her side until, like, they were like, damn, that dude said shut the fuck up, leave her alone. But then she started talking about them businesses. Like, bitch, we came in for the, for the party. Yeah, fuck about the businesses? We don't care about you, black you, businesses. You ruining the mood. Yeah, what a cognac. Yes, sir. What a yak. There's more black billionaires. There's more black millionaires. Is it, is it more black billionaires than it, it is black men in prison? Is it Maybe if you count every dollar. Maybe. Not, not every dollar. If every dollar counts is, as a person. Is it Nelly? I feel like Nelly's math is a little off. <laughs> That's that country grandma, man. There's more lawyers. There's more teachers. There's more black billionaires. There's more black millionaires. You got options, brother. You got options. Someone should have been like, what does this got to do with Mike Brown? <laughs> Or but, this community. But what about the police that's killing us? Uh, you got options. Uh, to listen, believe what you can believe, and you will achieve what you can achieve if you see what you can see, my brothers. What about the tank that was rolling down the street last night? Right. Used in force curfew. See, you got to uh, uh, go to school and work hard. So, what about the dogs that they've been sicking on us? Brush your teeth and floss nightly. <laughs> I heard they was getting. I heard they was getting water hoses, cause it's cheaper on the uh, to do that than to buy the bullets. Eat, eat your vegetables. Eat your vegetables. <laughs> we gotta understand that we got options. It's not choosing the reaction option. That's it. Cause at the end of the day, we don't. Dude, it's so funny because the first twenty seconds of this, when the crowd didn't realize he didn't know what the fuck he was talking about, people had their hands up. They was like, "Yeah." Then around. 45 seconds in and everyone just is looking at him like what what are you talking about again our brothers is the ones that's gonna be in jail our mothers is gonna be the ones trying to try to uh sell our house so that we can get that now we ain't got nice now our mama ain't got no house for us kids it's a chain reaction man yes sir Dude in the yellow has been trying to get the megaphone back for 40 seconds now. <laughs> yeah, he won't like, give okay, it up. Okay, you clearly didn't do any research. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sir, can I have yeah. the megaphone back? <laughs> we, we, yeah. I fucked up. Yeah. That's, the same, <laughs> that's the same dude that had uh, your boy <laughs> at the kids camp in Orlando. Was it Nick Anderson? Dennis Scott. Dennis Scott. Don't ask me for an autograph. Ask me about the rage <laughs> I feel inside. <laughs> oh, Lord. The same dude. Schedule Nelly. Well, let's make it look a lot like wood. Follow my every step. 
<laughs> oh my! Job. Previously on Ready to Die, <laughs> <laughs> he cannot plan any more community events. God, he's damn. lost that job, he Justin. Lost, he lost it. He he's just, like, "Can I please get the mic back, bro? Can I please?" He's like, "I don't want to be rude and yank it at sir, your hands, sir. Please, damn it! Now I gotta become a club promoter. I used to do community <laughs> events. Now I gotta be a club promoter. What happened to you, sir? They won't Delicious me no this more. weekend. Delicious this weekend. I should have did my research I, before <laughs> he got on stage. I should have asked him, "Have you been following the events?" About Mike Brown and Ferguson. This weekend, official MLK at the party. <laughs> I'm surprised. It's Nelly, not in January. I don't care. I'm surprised Nelly didn't start saying shit like, "Cause I knew Mr. Ferguson." <laughs> and let me tell you, I Fer- know, I know his mama. Ferguson appliance store is a good, got good sales. Okay, now if we believe in ourselves, we can go in there and put zero down and get fifty percent interest on the credit. Rent the own. Yes, no sir. credit check. We don't want to deal with the reality. We just want to be so mad that we got our own personal agenda. Yes, sir. Come on, man. It ain't about your family right now. Dude. And, and while I'm out here and I got all these witnesses, I'm going to do the ice challenge. And, <laughs> and after that, no, no, you know what? Not, not afterward. First, I'm going to do the fire challenge. Then I'm going to do the ice challenge. Now, first of all, I just want to let y'all know my new album is in stores. Okay, so make sure you pick up M.O. It stands for Missouri. It's the deluxe edition. You can catch it on Spotify. I got a video for every song. It's got Nicki Minaj, Pharrell Williams, Future T.I., Daily Trade Songs, 2 Chains, uh, T.I. again, Pharrell again, Fabulous, Wiz Khalifa, Florida, Georgia Line, Nelly Furtado, and Yo Gotti. And a special collabo with uh, Trent Travis. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> over and over again. This is what I wish I would have read the wiki page on this incident over and over again before I showed up. Yes, sir. Make sure you guys brush your teeth. Somebody said, I'm sorry. Somebody said, what? I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Dude, that dude in the yellow tried to get that megaphone back from him for 40 seconds, dog. He been, he been reaching. He really was like, sir, can I just get the megaphone? Like, I wish I had what he said afterwards. I think I got it. Hold on. Let me see it. I think I had an audio of what he said after Nelly gave him the mic back. Imagine the meeting, though, he had with the people that he normally collaborates with about his event today. That meeting. I want to be a fly in that room. Oh, today. Yeah, yeah. They yesterday. Were, but, you know, yesterday he was hype. Yeah, you know, we're going to get Nelly come in. Nelly's mm-hmm. going to talk, and uh, he's going to talk to the kids. Yeah, and, where are Nelly? Uh, you know, let them know about the Mike Brown situation. I'm excited. And, you know, he's from Missouri, so yep. grew up right down the street. So can't wait for that. Because he showed up at today's meeting trying to plan for who they can get for the weekend. I already, like, no, yeah. you off this, this duty. I already know what that. Uh, <laughs> I can already tell you what that meeting sound like. It, uh, it was just like this. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm not going to make it in today. I think I might have caught something out there with the, at the rally oh. uh, with Nelly and them. I'm, I'm feeling a little sick. I am uh, just had to call out today. Uh, maybe we can get back on this tomorrow. But, so. Cleophis, we really need to see you in uh, office. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, I would love to come in. The bowler going around. 
And I think I touched several um, people's sir, hands. Uh, e- e- Ebola's not here. That's oh, over uh, in Africa. But Cleophas, we just just five minutes of just, your time. Uh, it it you know, won't be long. It uh, won't, I, I promise you, it won't be long. Uh, there's a lot of marching and stuff that needs to be done, and I'm, I don't want to get in anybody's way, wasting it. Every minute is precious. Every minute is precious. Oh. Uh, I did have some people booked to come today. I'm gonna go ahead and cancel that because I haven't checked to see if they know what they're talking about yet. Uh, so. <laughs> You can take you can go ahead and take Big Sean and Two Chains off of the list because uh, they were supposed to come speak today. Well, that's what I want to talk to you about. <laughs> I would love to talk sometime. It's the planning committee. I, uh, I would love to talk to you sometime. Uh, uh, the boy I, and I had an emergency meeting last night. <laughs> Not an emergency. Uh, and I really need to see you. Uh, Listen, it's, it's uh, five minutes. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm I know. Come over. I know. I know. Mean. I had Lauren Hill booked to show up yesterday, and she still hadn't come, but. She's told me she's on her way and that people just need to calm down. She said the boy gonna still be dead when she get there anyway. So it's our fault. Well, so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a few other names we looked at as well. We saw you, <laughs> we saw you had Buster Rhymes uh, on the list. Yeah, uh. We see you yeah. had DMX on the <laughs> yeah, list. DMX, uh, well DMX has a special considerations in his rider. I think y'all saw the crack, uh, uh, uh amendment that I put on there. We're going to need some crack rocks, uh, so we need to procure those. But uh, listen, uh, I'm not going to be able to talk about the guest list right now. I'm just so sick. We saw you had Juicy J on there, uh, and he wanted to do another yeah, scholarship. Yeah, he, he wanted to do a scholarship for Mike Brown, and uh, he's going gonna, gonna to be a twerk off. And, yes, uh, it is. You know, they gonna, he, he, he said there's going to be tear gas and tears and ass because it's going to be like onions. Ah! Because uh-huh. a lot of women got onions in their pants. It was, it was a lot of things that was ideas being floated around. <laughs> yeah. And the other one was this, um, this red solo cup day. Uh, yeah. Mm, yeah. That, that, that was, that's, you know. that's not going to be, that's not going to be okay. Yeah. We decided, <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, I penciled that in. I did. I never pinned that one in and ink because I just wasn't sure about that idea after Nelly mm-hmm. came through. Because mm-hmm. um, red solo cups and scissor, um, that's not that's not that's not appropriate. Yeah, it does, yeah. Lil Wayne has definitely been informed that that was a bad idea. So when he will not be showing up uh, tomorrow. So they. Uh, but Cleophas, we st- I still need to meet with you one on one. I do have an audio of when they gave him when he took the megaphone from Nelly, and what he said afterwards. <laughs> What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Oh, Lord. That's serious right there. I'm saying, man, <laughs> this nigga Nelly, he went in there with no plan. That's so accurate. It's so accurate. How <laughs> would you no points? He, said, he might as well have said facts after Dog. since 2000 did a you, year. There's <laughs> been more black people in college than in prison. Did you hear the speech he gave to, at the rally afterwards? Because he's kept talking. <laughs> Or reading dysfunction? Do you have problems putting your words in a colostomy bag? Yes, sir. I cremated this new program called Book on Science. All right, all Teach right. Teach you how to testiculate my way. 
to computate how it works, I will intersect with a perverted deviant by using one of my own penal implants. Mm, preach. <laughs> preach, yes. Masticate the sentence. C. C. Dick. Dick. Angina. <laughs> Angina. You know what Jana is, don't oh, you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you see, you're conjeculating your verbs and reaming your fibula. Mm -hmm. Impeach me. Mm -hmm. Dick, at last, you emasculated pace and accelerating at a promiscuous rate. Hey, man, that ain't what that says. Shut up. Suppress your defecation. <laughs> that boy tells see, the truth. reading is yes, sexual in your mentality. I think it was Plato, <laughs> excuse me, Play-Doh, who stuck to the wall when he said one must put his transvestite in jeopardy. If one that wants to become a cunning linguist, <laughs> like Vanna White. Now, hermaphrodite, try it again. C. Uh, C. Jane. Jane. Uh, 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 C. Jane's big breastuses? That's it. That's it. Now you're expectorating your sphinx distinct way. I gotta have me the big breath! I gotta have me the big breath! Hold on. Hold on, I ain't no venereal fuddrucker. <laughs> but I can teach you to probate your hemorrhoidal retention. Oh my. And you don't even have to be clairvoyant, excuse me, Claire Huxtable, <laughs> to ovulate this amazing program. But how, uh, big eye James Brestices? Gigantor. Uh, so please, don't put off tomorrow what you can castrate today. Send your colon in today. Soon you'll be on your ivory way. And remember, R-I-F, reading is Fallopian. So yeah, man, like your speech after was much better. You know, I, I thought it was good, but the first one was terrible. Um, <clears throat> another thing happened. Uh, Fox News went to report live on the scene. Oh, Ferguson, mm. Mm. and uh, you know they like to go out there and deliver the hard-hitting truth. That uh, mm -hmm. this is not their normal clientele. They get to asking them ignorant-ass questions. Now, that... I just have a question though. Yeah, yeah. Was their on the scene reporter um, black or white? He was a white. He's a Caucasian male. Okay. I, uh, I just want to make sure they're being consistent. Now keep in mind, these people are live on the scene. Oh, they don't know what they're getting ready to get into. Protesters. There's people that are rallying around. They can hear what these people are saying. Right. So here's the clip. And uh, on the other end of this is right now. Go ahead, go ahead. Right, let me see if I can find a louder volume. Hold on. Yeah, when you say that. Hold on, let me play it. Uh, this, this is right now a, a media event, pure and simple. This is people running towards tear gas, running away from it. Uh, the dignified protesters went home at dusk. This is just... Uh, child's play right now do you have a sense for how they can end this steve I mean, it, it's just incredible say that shit no say that shit i'm on tv right now i don't give a damn y'all on tv i don't care about that shit yeah five second delay <laughs> tried to blank them out motherfuckers tell us the shots who heard shots them shooting at us. We're, we're out here. 
It don't matter. We're we out here. We're out here with tear gas. Okay, we is. We go through this shit on. every day, I don't though. I want to argue with you. You're talking this just child's life. Who is the child's life towards? Us and him. Right. Fuck off, someone. Well, you know, I, 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 our viewers did not hear all of that, Steve, because mercifully we we're on five-second delay. But I'm going to give Steve and his crew a minute to uh, to calm that down. You know, this is this is what happens uh, when our bright lights shine. Sometimes you're there because a young man has been shot and killed, and there are differences about how that happened whether a police officer should be held accountable for his actions on that given night. An investigation is underway. The he's trying to, he's trying to feel the time so General hard. Is headed there. Not one but three autopsies being performed. <clears throat> and now on one end of the street, our Mike Tobin is on the ground with his camera pointed into the distance with lights off as authorities look for someone who they believe may have a gun. And our Steve Harrigan, who's trying to explain the reality of what's happening now, that in the middle of the night, a bunch of people are out for a show, and it feels like, in many instances, it's, it's kind of our fault. Because those who have a vested interest in what has happened in Ferguson, Missouri, are at home in bed. And there we are, with the tear gas, and the what at the time seems like Keystone Cops, and the, and the media, and the camera. Steve, it's just... I, I, I don't know whether we should just let you go. I'm going to let you handle it best you see fit. I think we got it all right. I all think, right. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. What we're seeing here and what we're sensing is is a real sense of anger from a lot of people who are still out here. And frustration is probably built over a while. But there's different groups in among these protesters with different goals. And, and we've seen a real effort by a lot of them to try and keep things peaceful, keep people on the sidewalk, things like that. I'm to you right now. I'm going to tell you what actually happened down there. First, I tried to tell everybody to go home. Then after that, I started the reaction. I asked questions. I asked, what do you want to do right now? What are you standing here right now? Are you just going to stand there and have this happen? Let me ask you something. Yes. Is it what you're angry about being told to stand on the sidewalk and being told to walk around? What's your source of anger? My source of anger is seeing my people, black or white, blue or brown. And that's why I ask those certain questions to them. Why are they standing there or they can go home? Let me ask you another thing. What are you prepared to do? What, what, how can you fix this? What are you going to do? What I'm going to do is stand here with my people every night. All night. No pillow, no covers. With my twin or my brothers. All right, Shepard, we'll toss it back to you. Steve Harrigan uh, amid the trouble. In All right. He was not prepared for that, was he? I just love that by the end he had to take them serious. Right. Because he talked so much shit. Right. Get, it's just child's play. Nobody. It got so real. He, he was doing his job at that end. Sir, what are you upset about? I just want to get the true story out there for you. Right. Because, because this is the thing. It's real easy for you to sit in a studio thousands of miles away 
and and make these predictions and talk bad about these people and bash and say how everything's their fault. It's real easy for you to do that. But when you're out there and you're talking that same foolishness and people are walking around you and people can hear you, he did not think that somebody was going to be bold enough to come and confront him. Mm-hmm. And when these people started confronting him, it was like, no, you cannot pretend like our anger is not valid. You cannot sit up here and talk about this shit as motherfucking child's play. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. so dismissive of what of how the people feel and in that town and what they actually going through. Because they don't care. And the thing about it is that the dude in the studio was talking that foolishness. But you know what? That dude didn't hear him say that foolishness. See, that's different. Yeah, it's funny, too, because, like, they have been very dismissive anyway of the entire Ferguson thing. Right. Fox has been, like, the most reluctant to cover it or to go down there. Not that I think they should cover it, because honestly, they're just going to have a bunch of reasons that black people need to get killed by police. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it was just really funny because that, like, I don't even know what that dude's point was at the end, honestly. Mm-hmm. He was just mad as shit. I just know that that, police, that reporter treated him completely seriously at the end. He had to. He was scared as shit. Like, he yes. went from, like, it's child's play. These people are just out here. The real protesters went home. Now it's just, oh, shit. Oh, God. Yeah, you know what? And I think once he got confronted and once he looked around and was like, okay, I'm out here. It's me and my probably all-white camera crew with 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 these protesters. I don't feel safe. I better change my attitude or I might get my ass whooped on camera. Yeah, because like you said, Karen, when you're a thousand miles away, you right. can say what you want. And there's nobody there that's going to be like to, to actually say, hey, what you said is fucked up. And you're in a situation right now where I'm not going to just combat you with words. I might actually <coughs> do something else. Right. Um, and- because what you're saying is insulting to me. And uh, sometimes, and that's the thing, you know, we, we deal, I know Ryan and I deal with this a lot at the Y, is that a lot of times you can go back and forth somebody with words and it's it, it ends up frustrating you sometime more because they you you allow them to draw you into a conversation where regardless of what you say it's their opinion is just going to continue to frustrate you more right um and it make you want to punch them in the face because they idiots yeah don right. don lemon went out there uh, CNN's Don Lemon is joining us now live from Ferguson. What's the mood like there, Don? Okay. Uh, I think we're about to be arrested because we're standing on the sidewalk and you said you want to... Move out of the way, sir. Move. We've been standing here all day. Let's go. Come on, let's go. Okay, so that's what's happening here. So people are here and they're standing on the... You can see what's happening. Uh, we've been standing here all day. They told us to come here. I can't move. I'm, a, I'm not going to resist the police officer. So I'm being pushed back by the police officer. You can see this is exactly what the citizens have been dealing with. So we're going to Now you see why people are so upset here. Because we have been here all day. They moved us here and told us this is our location. And they're doing the same thing to the people. So we're on national television. So imagine what they're doing, people, when you don't see on national television. The people who don't have a voice like we do. So that's what these officers are up to here. Um, That's not what he said last week, is it? I don't think so. Mm -mm. I think last week he said we need to pull our pants up and... uh, we would just cooperate with the police. We'll be okay. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then that been his stance on majority of just about everything. I mean, if he would have picked up that litter, so it would have been okay. Yeah, and, and and my thing with it is the a lot of 
they want to try to control something that they can't control. Um, the media is going to be there no matter what, so you might as well hang that up. Mm-hmm. But they're trying to shut them down. And then they said that I've seen pictures where they said a lot of them don't have their badges. They don't have like their all like the, all their identification. Like they a lot, a lot of them have kind of stripped it off of themselves. Talking mm-hmm. about the um, media or the police. The police have like take would take off like their their name tags, name tags, oh, okay. badge identification and so shit like oh, okay. right. Yep. So if something happened, you have no idea who did this to you, and you have no way of saying this particular person did this to me mm-hmm. but i'm sure it'll be okay um <clears throat> another woman <laughs> was on the air a cnn anchor and she asked this question about the protesters Why not perhaps use water cannon at least it's not going to have the same sort of effect or maybody in why not perhaps use water cannon? At least it's not going to have the same sort of effect. Or maybe you should have brother man looked over there at her. Water cannon. At least it's not going to have the same sort of effect. Or <laughs> maybe in why not perhaps use water cannon? At least it's she not works on C. She works with CNN. She works for CNN. That's my favorite part of that clip, though. Is the black dude that looks over her like, bitch? Did you hear of the civil rights movement? fuck you mean use water cannons that's that's one of the things is not just even if he addresses it with her if he does he'll lose his job he did he he wins the award for most self-control in 2014 right, like, it, like that man was faced with a life or death job comp, like <laughs> job loss situation and he faced it admirably he looked at her like this motherfucker okay Nope, nope, Jermaine. <laughs> Jermaine, you have bills to pay. The the rent is due. The lights need to stay on. She is a white woman. Mm-hmm. I can't win. Wait and till we get the commercial. I'll tell her about herself then. That and but this- even then, can he? Yeah. Even then, the can he? Because she goes to HR I'm in an uncomfortable work environment now. Uh, I don't feel safe with Jermaine up here beside me. He out of there. He, he, regardless of the fact that she is the one talking about using water hoses, he up out of there. True, but I think that it's one of those things where what she said was so ignorant that he's. it's probably best he responded like he did because other people are, like, hitting her up going, bitch, what you talking about? Calling mm-hmm. CNN and complaining. Because that's very ignorant to say on national television. He got to go into HR first. He better. <laughs> he got to go to HR first. If he address it to her one on one, oh, it won't go well. It's not gonna go well. He got to go to HR first. He yeah. just got to. He could, that's that's. He, he just. You know what, man? He just got to be like, uh, I'm gonna retweet this Vine, and I ain't gonna say nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. That'll fix itself. Just retweet mm-hmm. the Vine. Yeah, it'll fix itself. Uh, anybody ask you who his colleague was? Just say something int- like interesting. Interesting discussion with at such and such CNN today. <laughs> That's it. He People will find her. He made a whole new account. Mm. He went used. He made a fake library card. <laughs> went to use the uh, IP address there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Interesting ideas. Um, this new. I just saw this picture. Um, my man uh, Anderson Cooper is live on the scene reporting. Mm-hmm. Somebody walked around with a sign behind that said it's open season on niggas at rest in peace I fall in love ones. Oh, live the ca- on CNN. Oh, the cameraman didn't go over a foot and edit that out. <coughs> that, everything's live, man. 
They catching yeah. all this shit. That's, that's one thing about being live like that. You you don't have no time to edit that shit out. Yep. Open season on niggas. Um, so uh, all right, let's uh, got more. We got more Ferguson news. Okay, four dudes was taken into custody um, last night in the Ferguson area. Uh, they were all white men with multiple weapons. Uh, they've been saying for a while that the people that are causing some of these problems aren't protesters. I believe that. And they aren't from the area of Ferguson either. I believe that people also. People are now like driving in to like try to have standoffs and make points to the police. Mm-hmm. Um, although I do wonder where all the, you know. KKK? Where's the NRA? Where's the NRA? Right. Was that cop just standing his ground? Like the president said literally don't bring guns. And the NRA was like, that makes sense. Don't bring guns. You know what I mean, Negroes. Yeah. Uh, Ferguson hired an all-white PR firm to help deal with the black uprising. So, bravo! Another long list of good ideas. <laughs> so, still no diversity, right? They gonna okay. have Black History Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, a, a memorial for all. They gonna they gonna have a Mike Brown Day, and they are gonna have a Ma- Mike Brown mascot come around and you know do a little play. Uh, mm-hmm. A guy dressed up as a cop gonna kill him. Here's a picture of the firm. Uh, should I have some great ideas? Why can't we use water cannons? <laughs> Wait, why is that a bad idea? Why is Mike Brown there a bad idea? Yep, because they do they do it here in Charlotte. The um, those fallen officers that um have been killed, the mm-hmm. police officers have been killed here in Charlotte. They do they have a day for that. Yep. Uh, so they need to have a Mike Brown day. The NRA uh, hasn't shown up because there's no white people there. That, uh, right. It's not a white issue. Uh, and someone wrote a really good article that kind of just illustrates what I've already been saying, that the expectations on the president are just unrealistic. Yes, they and, are. And uh, I agree with that wholeheartedly, man. Uh, our girl Raffin Lawyer sent it to, to us, and it's basically what I've been saying. It's on the WashingtonPost.com. It's called uh, the uh, it's called postpartisan is a the segment of the blog. It's called the unrealistic expectations of Obama in the Ferguson shooting, and uh, yeah, man, it's funny because people, if you disagree with them, they attack you on some like you an Obama stand, a mm-hmm. black Obama bot. You're right, a bunch of names that you know doesn't actually deal with the fact that I'm not discrediting, I'm not calling you a name. I'm just talking about the issues and you're running to name calling right. rather than uh try to, to d- d- debate me on just a topic at hand mm-hmm. the the point of the the the, the thing is <laughs> they can't debate especially with president obama you can't debate him on facts well the point <laughs> is the bone of contention that they have is just something that we're is subjective and we're never going to know the answer to which is they think the president has a lot more leeway than I do. Right. And I ne- I'm, a, I'm a realist. I never expected President Obama to start walking around with a kufi on and clowning these crackers. Right. Just, Talking about I'm blackity <clears throat> black, slamming his fist down and demanding shit and, and yelling. That's not happening, yeah. y'all. And I don't. And I think the people who keep acting like it's a zero sum game and you have nothing to lose are wrong. I just think there's always something to lose. There's. Mm-hmm. Like, the times that you think there's nothing to lose, there's always something that can go worse. Um, and, you know, the other thing is people always comment, too, about, well, why does he keep coming about cases like this? Um, if it was a white man, he wouldn't be doing it. Because you don't have the police barricading an actual city and keeping people from getting in and harassing the, the reporters and everything else. Um, well, you know what? You're, talk- you're talking about the people 
that are like against the president. Mm hmm. And I agree. Those people are fucking crazy too. And I, and, and people forget about those people because they're too busy critiquing them when they're the ones who support them, kind of. So it's like, right. it's like, yo, I voted for him, but why he ain't black enough? And it's like, the black that he is is getting problems. Like, right. just the version of black he, first, first of all, he's rational and reasonable. Right. He can't afford to be, and even if he could afford to be, he's not. He's pragmatic. He's not going to run in here and be like, they killed an innocent black man and I'm sick of this shit. He's not going to do it. He is always going to pull his punches. He's always going to say the most reasonable, rational thing. He's always going to leave a little bit of room for error where, hey, if this all blows up three weeks from now um, and everybody abandons him and it goes, well, actually, Mike Brown, there's video and Mike Brown did charge the dude and it did happen the way the cop said He's going to be able to say, all I said was I want the truth to come out and I want to see what the facts are. Right. As opposed to these people that are running around going, oh, he definitely got murdered. We can afford to do that because we don't have an office and we don't have any responsibility to anybody right. else. And if you want to hear the truth of how he really feels, just listen to his translator that comes on the WB, why he, why the president on CNN, the translator on the WB, you can hear it though. And, <laughs> and my thing is this, President Obama has always been uh smart intelligent and slow to anger like his demeanor has never given me the feeling that he would go in and just be black rage right you well, know what i'm saying so why are you requesting something that is that's just not him well jonathan capehart writes the president of the united states has awesome powers and responsibilities but being a superhero is not one of them but you wouldn't know that by listening to those demanding that president obama do all sorts of questionable things in response to the tumult over the police killing of michael brown they want Obama to act out in some visceral way. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of this. Well, I don't know what I want him to do. He just needs to do something. I'm like, okay, that sounds great on Twitter. You want right? You, you, but, want, you but, want him to see? You want him to record? Um, giving some cop an ass whipping with a belt, don't you? Yeah, it's just yeah. <laughs> like whatever you want is just not gonna happen. And I'm, mm -hmm. and far be it from me to demean you for having emotion because everyone's emotional. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is. In the court of uh, reason and rational, I'm going with the person that is a little more calm and reason and thinking of solutions rather than the person that's just anger and wants their emotions fi fixed. Because emotions are not the way to govern policy and it's not the mm -hmm. way to uh, necessarily make change because sometimes the change can be too much. Like you want to know what got us into this in a lot of cases. It's the emotion that a lot of Americans had that was taken advantage of after 9-11. If it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have had this Homeland Department that basically preys on the fear of our Islamophobia, mm -hmm. our, our fear of terrorism, um, the fear of middle America. And if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have armed to the teeth police departments. It's because of that fear that we got into this situation. The fear and the emotion is just not the way to govern. One of the things I like about Obama uh, more than pretty much any president we've had in my lifetime is that he's pragmatic, you know, dogmatic even where he's, he's very like unattached, unattached from his emotions where it's like, okay, <clears throat> he may feel a certain way, but that won't be the end result of this. It won't just be angry policy. It won't just be bitter policy and it won't just be uh rash rash. It'll be rational. It'll be thought about and it'll be nuanced. And, um, Whatever happens from this, the steps that he's taken will be will ref reflect that.
You know, I said it last last week. I'll say it again. I just I just need another country to come over here and go into Ferguson and take over and establish a new political system and get the government right in that town and go from there. They just want him to do something, all the while completely ignoring what he's actually doing, what he actually can do, and what he is actually capable of doing. That right. is my biggest thing. He, he someone hit me up. Would do. You mm-hmm. send someone in there to fix to find out what the problem is. Yeah, you don't go in there yourself. And report back to me. And you, yeah, if, someone hit me up. Back needs to be they doing the right thing. Someone hit me up before the show, and they were like, message after message on my timeline, like, you know. um, I don't see why it's wrong for me to expect the first and probably only for a long time black president to lead the way in terms of policy to help stop racial profiling and desperate treatment in the justice system. He always finds a way to slide in how we don't do things that may lead our situation. Always finds a way to talk about our boys suspended from school, theft, little shit like that. Preaching to us about responsibility and chastising us pisses me off, makes me think he doesn't truly get it. Thoughts? And I was like... Well, he does that sometimes, but he also does more. Like, he actually does start programs to help black people. Mm-hmm. He actually does, like, he actually does speak out about race and profiling in ways. He does say the police acted stupidly with Skip Gates. He does say that Trayvon Martin looks like them. Uh, look, well, if he had a son, it would look like him. He gets chastised for that too. And, it's not and, just and the black thing people. is, he the thing is, he doesn't, class. huh? He does it for the uh, lower class. Yeah, well, forget that. Forget that. I want to talk about black people specifically because this is what this dude is talking about. He says this shit and he catches flack for it, right? Right. The other part of this that that, that people don't talk about, you don't give him any credit for that. Mm-mm. Okay, here's my question. How does Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, uh, George H. Bush, how do they feel about Ferguson? I'll wait. Nobody's asking them. What's their quote? No, fuck asking. What is their quote? They don't. I didn't have to ask Hillary Clinton how she feels about uh, Benghazi. She told me. True. That what? Is true. Where is the fucking responsibility on their behalf? He's the only one willing to talk about this shit. Yeah, what if there was a white person in the office, they wouldn't even fucking sit. They would be like, "That's not my problem." What a senator at for that um, district? <clears throat> right. Where, where is any of, any, any of their Congress for that district? Where you know their governor was like, "Oh, we're gonna find out what's going on." Um. You but, it's like a lot of niggas only know the office of the president, and that's it. Yeah. I voted for Prezo Dent, and that's it. Yeah, they ain't worried about they Senate. And he not doing enough. He need to go down there and do this. Cool. You want to put his feet to the fire, that's fine. But don't call me a fucking stand when I say that's the worst way to get results, and I don't think it's going to work. I think he already does care, and it's obvious that he cares. I think he already has talked about it, and it's obvious he's talked about it. I think it's never going to be enough for some of y'all, and that's because y'all are emotional more than y'all are rational about it. I'm okay with y'all being emotional. We need people like you. Yes. But just keep in mind... Don't call me no fucking names and don't say anything bad about me because I'm the one being rational. It's crazy. You know what I mean? Uh, here, it's painfully apparent for those who still hold out hope that President Barack Obama will never use the full power influence of his office to come to the aid of African Americans while he is president. Here on college political science professor Jason Johnson wrote in ebony.com. My MSNBC colleague, Michael Eric Dyson, a professor at Georgetown University, said on Face the Nation on Sunday, we need presidential leadership. He needs to step up to the plate and be responsible. Even music impresario P. Diddy has something to say. Obama for real, get on a plane, he said in the video on his Instagram page. These are your people. It's serious, baby. 
yeah, yeah that, but that sounds like a correct quote from him yeah it's easy to say yes it is serious the white house officials tell me that personnel from the department of justice community relations service arrived in ferguson on august 10th the day after officer darren wilson shot and killed brown so all right department of justice sending in people for community relations the day after the level of attention has only ratcheted up from there. The Department of Justice is conducting its own parallel federal investigation, uh, which people want to happen yesterday. But let's be honest, it's actually happened faster than the police investigation already. Mm-hmm. Getting autopsy and all this shit. Anyway, um, FBI agents swarmed Ferguson over the weekend. A third autopsy of Brown's body conducted by the federal government was done yesterday. Holder will be in Ferguson on Wednesday to meet with federal investigators and prosecutors in an op-ed in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch release late Tuesday afternoon. Holder writes, at a time when so much may seem uncertain, the people of Ferguson can have confidence that the Justice Department intends to learn in a fair and thorough manner exactly what happened. The Attorney General was appointed by the President. Holder traveled to Missouri. The op-ed and everything DOJ is doing, no doubt, has been had the blessing of Obama. And if they don't like what's going on, I think... If they have primaries coming up in November, mm-hmm. uh, make sure y'all go vote. And, and that's Missouri. the thing. It's like it's like they're skipping. They don't look at the local people that actually pass rules and policies, the local people that sicken the police on these people. They'll go past all these people making those decisions that directly impact them and just want Obama to hop on the plane and come down. And if he does, what the fuck is he going to do? The police won't even interview the witnesses that have been on the news multiple times. The FBI had to go door to door to interview witnesses. The police refused to interview. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not a thing for just the president to wave a magic wand and fix, you know? And a lot of people are going to be real disappointed because if he would have tried to do that, y'all will be... He invade, not rise. It, it ain't even necessary for him to do all that. Right. Big government, the Democrat dictator Obama. Not to mention, y'all would have really been surprised when he did one of these speeches and then they fucking smoked the homes again that night. Right. Because he's not the fucking Superman. Mm-mm. They just go, okay, all right, cool. He's gone? All right, well, it's 9 o'clock. Time to fuck with these protesters. Because of the ongoing investigation, the last thing anyone would want is for the president to be rhetorically reckless in talking about the police killing the Michael Brown. Remember what happened last time? He talked about police action involving an African-American man. Some said he was he, he was the one who acted stupidly and commenting at all on the arrest of Harvard law professor Henry Louis Gates at his home in, uh, at at his own home in 2009. That being said, Obama has neither been silent nor disengaged from what's happening in Ferguson. Or with Trayvon Martin. Or yeah, and and, <laughs> and, well, and why do people think that just because he's doing other things that he's not constantly getting informed? That, like he, they say he's on a vacation. Is he really? Right. He's doing shit. But I guarantee you every time he's turned around, he's in a meeting. He's in a conference. He's up all times of the hour when your ass is asleep. Well, like, he was in his vacation clothes talking about this. So, right. I mean, come on. The president offered condolences and called for calm in a written statement August 12th. On August 14th, he went before the cameras to decry the previous night's horrific showdown, appeal for calm, and remind Americans that he had already tasked the Department of Justice and FBI to independently investigate the death of Michael Brown. On August 18th, the president not only spoke with the white, from the White House after the, about the latest in Ferguson, but he also took questions from the press, which allowed him to speak more fully about his thoughts on what's happening there. Mm-hmm. This is in addition to the near-constant briefings from Holder and senior advisor Valerie Jarrett and his calls to Governor Jay Nixon, who got his ass in line. 
but folks want more after six years in office we know the president isn't capable of delivering the rage that so many people seem desperate to see from him right it's just not who he is Mm -hmm. you know why because it's he black and they they associate with you being black and being angry yep Mm -hmm. like it's just as stereotypical to expect him to come out there and deliver these hot fire angry speeches that he's never done Ever. Uh, it's just a stereotypical for that, in my opinion. Yeah, yo. That's what they wanted to say at the end of his speech. <laughs> <laughs> to continue to demand it of him is a useless exercise. And deep in his second term, we know the president is no fan of the theater of politics, especially needless theatrics that might make people feel good in the short term, but do nothing to advance a greater cause or achieve a worthwhile mission in the long run. Yeah, holler at uh, Big Ron or whatever that black dude is who came out there, hugged people. 24 hours later, they still bombing the fucking protesters right? I, want, I want him to get out there and drop a jay-z line or something just i got 99 problems but the police in ferguson ain't one or you niggas in ferguson <laughs> something yeah i don't want him to do that for instance <laughs> johnson uh, at Hill yeah. college suggested that obama should have come at, to the podium with proposed restrictions of the pentagon's 1033 program that had flooded local law enforcement with war, war gear Asking for such is not unreasonable. Even the president said yesterday that the funding should be reviewed and believes that there will be bipartisan interest in reexamining some of those programs. But demanding revisions of proposal rights this very minute when Congress isn't back in session until next month and only for 10 days is needless theatrics that will do nothing to demilitarize local police right this very minute. Throughout his presidency, some African-Americans have called on Obama to do more than to show that he cares about the black community. Or as one headline put it, still waiting for our first black president. My response then is the same as now. Stop waiting for and start paying attention to our first black president. As I wrote then, some folks won't be satisfied, it seems, until he bursts in the Eastern room, clad in kente cloth and brandishing a definable black agenda or whatever else so many blacks seem to want from him to prove that he cares. Right. Obama cares deeply. But if you're expecting him to seemingly to do seemingly heroic and showy things that make you feel good but do nothing to actually fix big systematic problems in the long run, you will never be satisfied. Nope. And to demand that he do so in the light of the information void out of Ferguson is foolish. All the energy being used to harangue the president should be directed at officials in Ferguson and St. Louis County who have refused to release key documents in the case. Why haven't they released the first autopsy of Michael Brown or Ferguson police report? Hashtag 2014-12391 or St. Louis County Police Report uh, 214-93984. Once those are released, we can talk seriously about what Obama can and should do. He should just send in a Nakamoto Corporation. Yeah, they would take care of it. But yeah, man, I just thought that was interesting reading and definitely wanted to to talk about it because it was just... This is so stupid, man. Yeah, it's very frustrating when you're trying to interact with people and you just, you understand the rage, you understand the anger, but I think that you're demanding something from him that he cannot do and never will do. Yep. Another woman called in Uh, to a radio station Mm -hmm. uh, to give her account of the of the uh, Michael Brown shooting. I want to go to the phones and take um, this. I, and I don't know. It, this is the uh, the person on the line. It says uh, Josie on my my call screener. But she's been identified. And I had uh, our call screener talking to her as a friend of Darren Wilson, the, the officer that was involved in this. Good afternoon to you. Thanks for calling in. Thank you very much. So um, um, just give me. <laughs> you, you, you said that you're a friend of the officer that was 
identified by the police as being yeah. involved in the Michael Brown situation. Give me give me your your aspect on this, because, you know, your now your friend's name, this officer's name is is out there. Um, talk a little bit to this. OK, um, well, it's been really, really hard to be quiet because I do know his version of the story and um, I haven't. Seems like everyone only is talking about the other side. I understand they haven't really gotten to hear this side. Um, and I've been afraid to say anything. I think we all are, um, all of his friends and family. Um, but it's, I just feel like I at least need to put out there his version of events so maybe people can consider them as the truth, if nothing else. Okay. So you want me to kind of run yeah. down? Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So he <laughs> said that... Um, you know, they, they were walking in the middle of the street. Um, he rolled up, um, rolled his window down and, you know, said, come on, guys, get out of the street. Um, they refused to and were yelling back and saying, we're almost where we're going. And they were, there was some cussing involved. Um, and then he just kept rolling up and he pulled over. And I, I believe at that point he called for a backup, but I'm not sure. Um, but I, I know he pulled up ahead of them and he was watching them. And then he gets the call in that there was a strong arm robbery and they give a description, and he's looking at them, and they got something in their hands that looks like it could be what, you know, those, those cigars or whatever. So he goes in reverse back to them, tries to get out of his car. They slam his door shut violently. I think he said Michael did. Um, and then he opens his car again, you know, tries to get out, and as he stands up, Michael just bum rushes him, just shoves him back into his car, punches him in the face, and then, um, of course, Darren grabs for his gun, and Michael grabs the gun. At one point, he's got the gun totally turned against his, his hip, and Darren, you know, shoves it away, and the gun goes off. Well, then Michael takes off with his friend. They get to be about 35 feet away, and, um, you know, Darren, of course, protocol is to pursue. So he um, stands up and yells, freeze. Um, Michael and his friend turn around, and Michael starts taunting him. Oh, what are you going to do about it? You know, you're not going to shoot me. And then he said all of a sudden he just started to bum rush him. He just started coming at him full speed. And so he just started shooting, and he just kept coming. So he really thinks he was on something because um, he just kept coming. It was unbelievable. And then so he finally ended up, the final shot was in the forehead, and then he fell about two, three feet in front of the officer. So that's why the stories are going around that, oh, he's shot execution style. I think some people saw, you know, the shot in his head. Um, of course, ballistics will prove he wasn't shot in the back like the other people are saying. They're quote-unquote witnesses. But that's, um, that's his version of what happened. Now, she's a friend of his girlfriend. Right. She wasn't there, right? Right. She wasn't there. She also said some things that are just factually incorrect. He didn't call it in. He didn't hear about a robbery. The robbery was never called in. Um, so she made some shit up. Right. Even that police chief said that he didn't know about <clears throat> it at the time. Yeah, they record and keep records of every dispatch. Right. So they, they there's proof if you call in and say, hey, I talked to the police. Hey, is this guy wanted for something? So that none of it, like she just made a lot of this shit up. Now, can I ask how how did you come by this information? Is this something that you did? You have discussions with the family. Um, how did you come to know the details of it? Um, with with his significant other told me. It was before it was such wow. a huge, you know, <laughs> it was Sunday right. night before the riot. So you know, it was when 
they were still on Facebook, everyone was still talking, you know, it was kind of an open discussion at that point. I, of course, had no idea it would turn into this. Right. And has his, has his family, did, are they, um, are they in town? Have they left town? They have not been in contact with anyone since Tuesday morning. Wow. No, I, well, I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you calling yeah. in and giving the uh, and, and giving that um, perspective. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for calling yes, into the thank program. You. That, mm-hmm. that um, individual is a person uh, who claims that they were friends with. Fucking with those black people, we're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. You know the rules of this game. We play or read things from around the world, and we judge them from zero to a hundred. In intervals of twenty-five on how much we feel fucked with. That lady just got a hundred. All right. Yeah, she did for new quote-unquote witnesses. Yeah. All right, zero to a thousand for me. Zero to twelve, guy. Wait, hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Z- one to fourteen. Give me a number, guys, for fuckable black people. You want to pick? You go first. Go yes. ahead, Karen. I went first last week. Okay. Let's do seven. Seven. Uh, Bill De Blasio. Oh. He said, uh, don't resist arrest if you don't want to die from the police, guys. When a police officer comes to the decision that it's time to arrest someone, that individual is obligated to submit to arrest. He said in an event marking the expansion of an anti-gun initiative. They will then have every opportunity for due process in our fair court system to black people. The mayor, the New York Post notes, was commenting on a remark Police Commissioner Bill Bratton made on the Brian Lehrer show earlier this week. What we're seeing over the last several months is a number of individuals just failing to understand that you must submit to an arrest that you cannot resist. The place to argue your case is in court, not in the middle of the street. Unless you're white. The drum gets beaten whenever there's a high-profile case of police violence. Let the police let the cops do their job and everything will be okay. Mike Brown struggled with the cops, police in Ferguson, Morrison, uh, Missouri say, and maybe he'd be alive today if he hadn't. Witnesses tell a different story. The LAPD claims that Easel Ford, the latest black man to be gunned down by cops, was resisting too. Well, when's the last time a cop killed somebody and would like the other thing is like we get put in a position where they're gonna believe the police anyway. Right. So it don't matter what the fuck you say. The person that pulled the trigger is always the one to give the the account of what happened. Because the other person's probably dead. Because they're dead, yeah. So it's like, oh, he was resisting. Yeah, it's, even even if they didn't resist, if they just charge you with it, you're automatically presumed guilty of it. Right. Yep. So um, where did I get Bill de Blasio? Zero to 100. Oh, he get 100. Fuck you. What about you? I, anything related to instances like this where you try to tell victims what they should and should not be doing, it's, it's 100. Yeah. I got to give it a hundred too, man. Good job, Bill. Um, cause the, the thing is the disproportionate death is the problem. You know what I mean? Like you can say whatever you want, uh, about, um, you know, the, the idea of like, Hey man, it's about, uh, you know, 
you shouldn't you shouldn't uh you, you shouldn't resist man you gotta you guys gotta understand that blah 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 it's like yeah that's cool but if they do resist should it immediately lead to death because it seems to be leading to death a lot right yeah, and, I, and I, know, I know black people aren't the only people resisting the rest no and, and i don't know that he's ever been to court without an attorney uh mm-hmm. and had one of those court appointed attorneys right um but they ask you, are you pleading guilty or not guilty? You say not guilty. Then you show up for another court date. Then at that point, you know, if your lawyer shows up with you and they ask you, look, I can get you a deal. Uh, right. You plead guilty. But I didn't do it. Yeah, but the way things are, right. yeah, but I didn't do it. Yeah, but you see what happens is uh, blah, 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 blah. But I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, And it's a constant back and forth. And even if you have a lawyer, even if you're a person that you can afford an attorney, that person fights for you, but you got to pay all that money just to say, look, right. I didn't resist arrest. He was harassing me. Um, most people, they don't have the time for situations like that, especially people that are actually just walking down the street. Some. Now, he didn't say jogging out for exercise, you know, early in the morning. He said walking down the street. People that's typically just walking down the street don't have extra income to afford attorneys that can go and fight on their behalf. Right, Justin. Like, what damn court is he talking about? You you get railroaded by a system that's that's designed to be punitive and punish you for things without uh, any causation or anything like that. And just the... At the end of the day, all they got to say is, hey, um... Resisting arrest. Yeah, just the, everything behind a lot of these comments, things you shouldn't do uh, when being arrested or when being accused of things, maybe you, or just being unfairly treated and harassed, uh, are all asinine because you, you're telling the people that's in the position of power, you're not holding them accountable for what they should and should be doing, Mm-mm. which is not fucking shooting people because you can't have your way. Right. You know what I mean? Or even if you're getting your ass whooped, it doesn't mean you shoot this man. It means they maybe need to treat, teach you how to fight in basic training. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or whatever the cop school you're going to. Um, or recognize well, you know what it that is. this person is 300, 400 pounds larger than me. And maybe I need to have a different tactic. You know what it is? You know what it is, though, man? It's like just the equality isn't there. Mm-mm. I think the real solution is police need to start killing white people. These rules would change. Not even because the rules would change, but I would feel better. If I knew that white people, <laughs> if I knew that white people had just, just as much a chance of being completely misunderstood and having things escalate for the barest of fucking reasons, I would be okay. Now, I thought you didn't like the purge. I'm not talking about the purge. I know this, the, is, this is not the plot to the purge. It's 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 kind of a similar like they they would be hunted like we like like um, African Americans get hunted. I didn't say hunted. I didn't say hunted. <laughs> That's a totally different plot. Uh, well, black people get hunted by the police. I'm totally different plots. I'm just saying <laughs> if white people, if a white dude could say, "Now wait a goddamn minute, I wasn't going twenty. They say he's got a gun. I'd be like, you know what? I'm good with this. At least y'all I- know how it feels now." Y'all like one, and then you know what? Karen's right. Things would change uh, very quickly. Immediately, they will organize, and people will actually listen to Sound them. Sound like the rules of the purge, man. But I'm just saying, I I need more. Anyway, one through uh, what have we got left? Like twelve or something. Yeah, it's Justin's turn. Justin, uh, I'm gonna go with number one. Number one, uh, Kansas City uh, police officer faces a review because of some Facebook posts that he had. Uh, Referring, uh, talking about the Mike Brown case. Oh Lord! That's right. He couldn't help himself, guys. He had to 
had to get a hot take out there. That blue line got to stick together. Officer Mark Catron's postings. Oh, wait. A Kansas City Police Department officer vented on Facebook about the Michael Brown shooting, and now he faces an internal review. Officer Mark Catron's postings have produced outrage on social media, particularly because he made strong comments about Michael Brown. He shared a picture that he and others have claimed is Michael Brown in a compromising position, but is actually an accused killer from Oregon. A spokeswoman from the Kansas City Police Department said this is a personnel issue that will be addressed with the officer. The department has provided a copy of the department's eight-page social media policy. Because members of this department are held to a higher standard than general members of the public, the online activities of the members of this department shall reflect such personal expectations and standards the department policy states. Two cousins were accused in Oregon of using a sledgehammer to kill their great-grandmother last year. In one of the photos, Joda Kane has a wad of money stuffed in his mouth while pointing a gun at the camera. People have posted this photo of Kane on Facebook, uh, including to our page, claiming that it's brown when it's not. Catron posted a photo of Kane to his Facebook page and wrote, I'm sure young Michael Brown is innocent and just misunderstood. I'm sure he is a pillar of the Ferguson community. Catron also spoke about the violence that has rocked Ferguson over the past few uh, past week since a police officer shot that in our team. Remember how white people rioted after OJ's acquittal? Me neither. According to a Facebook post that Catron shared with his own Facebook page. Some outraged residents shared their post on the Facebook page. Sarah Jackson saw the post and she contacted the police department brash. She said she is concerned about such racially insensitive posts by a police officer during the tumultuous time. Right. You're supposed to be serving and protecting me. Right now, with all the tensions going on in Ferguson, there's a lot of uncertainty right now. And I feel like those pictures were demeaning and judgmental, very one-sided, Jackson said. These are the people that serve and protect us and more than one wrong doesn't make a right. The police department's social media page also states that employees are free to express their thoughts as private citizens on social media sites, but their speech should not negatively affect the public or professional perception of the department. The department policy states that officers should not post images or make statements that ridicule, malign, disparage, or otherwise express bias against anything, anything, any race. Well, that's what it says in the article. Any religion or any uh, protected class of individuals. That's what Jackson believes Catron did. I feel like the way he addressed it was very racial, Jackson said. KCTV 5 attempted to reach Catron, but was unsuccessful. The department declined additional comment and says it is a personnel issue. Right, you fucking post the wrong picture. That was the biggest issue because we all look alike, huh? I think the biggest issue was some of that racism. Was throwing oh, that, ra- that racism was, was, was <laughs> mwah, but you fucking posted the wrong picture and then put fucking racist shit behind it. At least be right with your racism. Mwah, <laughs> magnifique. Yeah, he get a hundred in my book. Mwah, very tastefully done. What, what, right, right. <laughs> what about you, Justin? Oh, listen, it's hard to argue against what Karen says. <laughs> uh, someone go, you said a hundred, Karen? Yes, 100. yes. Mwah, it was magnifique. Yes, it was delicious racism. <laughs> He's like a Kansas City police officer, which is also in Missouri, so like... Extra bonus multiplier. <laughs> right. Just, just so tastefully done. Right. It was yeah. beautifully done. <laughs> oh, man. Diva. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right. It's guest the race time. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right. It's guest the race time. Put a bump. 
That's right, it's time for Guess the Race. You already know the rules. Chat room's playing tonight, and they are racist. Let's go. All right, it's getting late. Um, All right, let's see which one we want to do first. Uh, let's do this one. Uh, Florida. Oh, Florida. Of course you're back. Uh, Miami, we missed you. We miss you so much. Miami, Florida. A Florida man allegedly terrorized his girlfriend after having a dream that she cheated on him. Oh. That's right, guys. Mm-hmm. Now, you know that's a stress. Hindu? I'm, I'm going to go with Hindu. If I go to sleep yeah. and I have a dream you cheated on me, I could wake up and fuck you up because my dream you was cheating. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of pressure for a woman. A whole lot of pressure for <laughs> anybody in the relationship. Carlos Gasson, 27. Held his girlfriend captive for an entire day Friday at their Summerlin <laughs> Key home Damn. in North Miami oh. Day. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Did he at least she... let her go to the bathroom? Right. She had to waste a whole PTO day. She managed to call for help in the evening after he passed out. <laughs> Sheriff... She outweighed his ass. Sheriff spokeswoman Becky Harris says the woman told authorities that Gasson was angry at her because he had a dream she was cheating on him. Aaron said the suspect beat the unidentified woman, slashed her leg with a knife, poured hot coffee on her, and even threatened to kill her while holding a knife to her throat. Gasson also allegedly picked up his dog, slammed it to the ground. Damn, what the, what the dog got to do with it? Say, bitch, don't you never disrespect me, me? Never, never not, not at all. all. Oh, wow. Heron said the suspect then put his foot on the dog's neck. According to the CBS Miami uh, station, Gasson is charged with aggravated battery, aggravated assault, domestic battery by strangulation, battery, false imprisonment, and animal cruelty. One more battery, and uh, buy one, get one free. They're going to get them on that <laughs> on animal cruelty, though. Right. That's, that's, that's where you're going to get the most time on. Right. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, he don't get more time for that than attacking a woman. He is currently uh, held on bond for $265,000. Guess the race, Justin. Uh, Hispanic? Hispanic. Let's check the chat room and see what they believe. <clears throat> Let's take another second. They got to think about this. Latino having a true blood style, uh, sexy dream. Aww. Um, master of cooking beans and rice, drywaller. He passed. <laughs> drywaller. <laughs> he passed out and got caught. Dang them, those equis. Those equis. Those equis. And sliced his leg with the knife. He sliced her, sliced her leg. He's he nice to, wait, wait. Sliced her leg with the knife he slices his highway oranges with. Damn. Aww. That's so mean. White. That's a war machine. So that's white. <laughs> he dreamed she had an affair with a dog. It seems white. Reasoning white. Aww. Didn't sleep with the dog. Avid border across a Cuban bee. <laughs> One who was taking all the jobs. <laughs> Not all of them. Uh, the correct answer is... He was Latino. Justin yes. got it. Uh, where's my applause? <laughs> Some of you missed it. I hope I, I hope I can remember some of these things in the event I ever get into a war of words with somebody. And, you won't remember. You and it get to that point. You're not. You're not as racist as the chat room. You'll, you'll never compare. I, I just. I just need to recall one or two. I, I think they practice. I just need one or two. One or two hot bars out the chat, and I'm good. It, it's was, ending all disagreements at that I, point. I, I, I want to do people in the chat room start thinking this shit, and like, oh, I better jot that one down. <laughs> 
Hey, it's ending all. It's ending any argument I'm having at that point. I I quote a few of these. Yeah, I, I start a fight. I'm okay with that. <laughs> a uh, <laughs> West Virginia uh, doctor got in trouble for sexual harassment at her job. Uh-oh. West Virginia? Um, oh, she white. A Martinsburg doctor unethically doled out powerful prescription drugs and repeatedly exposed herself at the office, including forcing a female co-worker to motorboat her surgically enlarged breasts. <laughs> oh, motorboat. Shout out to Good and Terrible. They motorboating them breasts. According to allegations in a report from the State Board of Medicine, a 31-page complaint issued by the board in July accuses Dr. Tracy Montine Duffy of breaking a litany of medical and ethics laws and standards. Wow. The board argues Duffy is unqualified to continue practicing medicine. Duffy, 44, is the CEO and co-owner of a West Virginia Weight and Wellness Incorporated. Uh, In Martinsburg, the clinic's website says its doctors focus on weight management, but they also offer primary and urgent care needs and a chronic pain and opioid dependency treatment program. Duffy did not return a phone message left Tuesday at the clinic. I know she didn't. Lisa Lilly, Duffy's attorney, and Duffy's and Duffy said Duffy was familiar with the complaint and denies any and all wrongdoing. Lilly stressed this is not the first time the board has tried to revoke her license, but declined to elaborate first. Oh my! Like yeah, I like that's not helping your case. Right. Look, this ain't the first time to try to take a license. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, whoops. <laughs> right. What are you doing? Complaints from at least three different people provide extensive detail about Duffy's alleged misconduct dating back to 2010. What was she doing? Grabbing dicks back then? Former employees, I, former employees identified as complaining M and complaining R, and other anonymous sources cited in the report say Duffy's sordid behavior led to many problems. More than a dozen patients received powerful pain and anxiety medications like oxycodone, Opana, Valium, and Xanax with prescriptions from Duffy. Filled uh, while she was out of the state on vacation or at a conference. So, oh, yeah. I mean, you got to keep your patients happy. Duffy was signed pads of blank prescriptions and tell her office stat- staff, some of whom aren't doctors, to fill them out for patients in her absence. <gasps> Duffy, who also accepted direct payments as opposed to billing insurance, said patients had to pay for a doctor visit even when she wasn't in the office if they wanted their medication. She also allegedly distributed many doses of suboxone and other controlled substances during years when she was not allowed to do so from her office. Who was she supplying, NFL players? I mean, what? (laughs) Similar to methadone, suboxone is a drug that can be used to help wean addicts off of medications, but is also easily abused. Duffy purchased more than 1,000 doses of suboxone in 2010 and distributed it through 2013, even though she wasn't registered to give out such medications from her office until December th- 2013. She just gave it out for three years with no med- with no license. I need her as my supplier. Wow. And um, complaint N and R. That, you had to go through a lot of alphabets to get to N and R. Well, no, that's just probably their first names. Oh, okay. But isn't that the the pharmacy fault as well? Like, doesn't the pharmacy say they, when they, they get certain prescriptions, they say, oh, this doctor not even... But, but I don't think they can it tell. It sounds like they have one on site. Like, well, it sounds like no. It sounds like she signs this shit, and then someone else fills in the prescription, oh. and then that, that person brings the sign, and they're probably like, "Well, she signed it. They don't know that you're not in town." 
Okay. Like they okay. don't call and go, "Hey, are you in town?" You know. No, I'm just saying, like the certain medications she not authorized to prescribe. Uh, it just seems. Oh like, yeah, they should check on that. I don't know. It just seems like that's something that will fall. It under, does. Fall on the pharmacy as well. Someone should, all be, of them accountable. Someone should be watching it, right? Right. W- so, don't flag in their system. She also reportedly self-prescribed suboxone and testosterone, although she's never given the board medical reasons of self-treatment or self-prescribing. In 2013, a board investigator found medications, some surrendered by patients in a safe at the clinic labeled for office use, according to the complaint. Isn't that a conflict of interest? Just Obviously. Describing yourself medication versus you the doctor, but you need to still see somebody else, don't you? Trying um, to recreational. Yeah, yeah, Karen, you're right. I would be upset if I couldn't prescribe my own self-medication. No. Mm. Nope. She also engaged in a scheme with a drug salesperson to inflate the salesperson's sales in exchange for consideration for the salesperson, including paid parties and office staff. Wow, wow. I mean, at least she looked out for her staff. Wow. And and I and I guess for me, Justin, I, for me, I would, man, subscribe to stuff for yourself. You're like, nope, because that's how you end up being this, this lady right here. She also exposed her titties to patients and staff. Titties. Now see that high off the drugs. She's subscribed to herself. I don't. I don't see how that's a complaint. Titty time. What time is it? It's titty time. What time? It is titty time. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all know y'all want to be like me, and she shook them. I, I probably office full of women, right? You know they can't be happy for nobody. Yeah, bigger, you know what um, I mean. Like, how you gonna hate on her? I, I ain't hating on her titties. That shouldn't even make it into the report. Anyway, guess, <laughs> that shouldn't even make it into the report. Guess the race of oh, uh, Dr. Tracy Montine Duffy. Oh, she's definitely white. All right, let's check the chat room and see what they believe. One where I need to get my physicals at white. Nurse Jackie oh, and her Lord. spirit animal whiter than aspirin capsules. White. Tracy, who lives in the wild and wonderful white Virginia, forced oh. motorboating of her pink nipples and wrote most of her self prescriptions for meth. Dr. Jack Off and Mrs. Hyde, the <laughs> pills, white. <laughs> That's good. That is good. That was good. As white as the pills she prescribed, one who defends their racism by mentioning that they have a black friend. As white as the pills she is prescribing, step by step, Patrick Duffy's wife, white. A new show. Oh, that's an old show. How old are you? A new Showtime series showing how the lily white ladies get away with this. Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, wet dog smell. Uh, oh, that's correct, old school right there. The correct answer is white. <laughs> Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. He said, he said I'm just old. <laughs> All right, let's do another one. Um, matter of fact, where's my bonus round music? Uh, the chat room, love being racist. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. Double the points, double the racism. Justice so far is two for two. You getting nervous, buddy? Uh, nope. Just um, what I do. Let's see what everybody else is thinking in the chat room. That's um, what they do as well. Uh, here's here's one. Um, let's talk about this guy. An old Ohio morgue attendant was has admitted to having sex with up to a hundred corpses. <laughs> oh my! That's right, guys. It's fucking them dead, them dead corpses, y'all. It sounds like true blood. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's not Hoyt, is it? His name, his name is Hoyt. 
Kenneth Douglas from Hamilton said he has sexually abused three corpses while high on drugs and alcohol. <laughs> oh. In 1991. He had to set the mood. In 1991. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was already stiff as a board. He had to be sure he, he got that too. <laughs> Wait a minute. I, I can't see Rob's face. <laughs> in, in 1991, 1992. But he also admitted to having sex with up to 100 dead women. <laughs> Over the period from 1976 to 1992. I mean, oh, shit, he took I mean, it back in the day. I mean, out of the statute of limitations or something. <laughs> like, why would you bring that up? <laughs> why he them, was, them, them people been in the ground for years. It's why he was working the night shift. <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> they didn't know he was the only one who uh, wanted to sign up to work the night shift every night. <laughs> that was the issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you're pretty happy to get this night shift, so. That's a hard hole to feel. Yeah, I do the overtime uh I'll do the overtime this week. You 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 sure? Again, no. Kenneth? Yep, again. <laughs> now I don't know I don't know why y'all don't like the overnight yeah. show. Oh, that's a good one. What are you talking about? Oh no, I said uh that's a shame. That's a shame what happened to that young lady. Uh <laughs> uh definitely can't wait to uh all times to that. Tonight. I wanted to see like play music, set the move, you know. I bet I he, was, he probably was telling people like, Yeah, man, I fucked this bitch last night, bro. <laughs> I'm about to embalm her for real. Mm-hmm. She had the embalm pussy, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> the bomb. Uh, this bitch was to die for. <laughs> I murdered it. Telling you, Jack, I murdered them. I not, I, yo, when I get done with them, dog, they be laying there dead. <laughs> the way I knock, I will knock that pussy I killed out. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I, I, uh, she won't I, be fucking nobody else after I get through with it. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that pussy is mine. I will forever be the last one. Her blood won't be the only thing draining the night. I will be the last one to get that pussy. <laughs> I would, I would just get on top of him and pull my pants down, him and tell the court. <gasps> oh <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't even sex with it i mean once she see it she gonna want it right the extent of his crimes have only come to light after it emerged the well he always get consent she ain't never gonna say no <laughs> <laughs> you know it's the it's the form that the family signed when they when they request for the more that, 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 that was consent okay i agree the extent of his crimes have only come to light after it emerged <laughs> the Hamilton county Faces huge medical legal bills after the family of Douglas victims were told they could sue. They could sue by federal appeals court on Friday. Douglas said in a court deposition that he would attack the dead woman <laughs> if, if he was high or drink or drugs. Oh, he would. Att- she, she, how she gonna fight back? He literally beats the pussy up. He yeah, said, he does. <laughs> she, she was stiff as a board, man. If I hadn't had anything, like a to- lifeless fish. If I hadn't had anything to drink when I went to work, it wouldn't happen. He says. Oh, oh! So you also admit that you come to work drunk and high? His wife, his wife complained that he reeked of sex when he <laughs> what when she picked him up from work. She so said he, she said she told officials, but nothing was done. His wife snitched on him. Wait, like. And she didn't say you reek of dead corpses. She, yeah, she, she said of sex. You smell like sex. So her, that means her pussy smell like dead. Dead women? <laughs> what? That's. <laughs> I guess. He must not been watching. I smell his dead ass. people. She don't see them. She smell them. His I victim, smell dead people. His victims included 23 year old Charlene Appling, with whom he had sex with on the day she died after being strangled while six months pregnant. Damn. Oh. Oh, oh, you know what? That means he had sex with the baby, too. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and, and it's one of those things where 
he probably may have smelled like sex because like a lot of the things that set in hadn't set in yet. So she's like, you smell like another woman. Another victim was 19 year old Karen Range. Douglas was caught oh, when Douglas was caught when DNA from his semen was found inside Range's body. Oh, so he's leaving. He he leaving evidence. Well, I mean. You might as well come in on Karen. I mean, I hate to be that guy, but <laughs> what, she going to get pregnant? A, zo- a little zombie baby going to come back well, nine so, months later? Since you bring it up, uh, is this really a crime? I mean, they did. They don't. Mm-hmm. What rights do they have? People say point? it all the time. Like, once I'm dead, I don't care what you do. Fuck me. Kill me. Murder me. That, like, do whatever you want. Yeah. I'm dead. And if they're, especially if they're organ donors, aren't they just right. donating the, the vagina? Sounds like he's donating, so. he's donating the organ to them. They should be, that's even more. He's donating his sperm. In 2008, Douglas admitted his guilt in the range case and was sentenced to three years in prison. Uh, He pled guilty in two more cases in 2012. Guess the race of Kenneth uh, Douglas. You said he'd be doing this since, what, 1976? All them dead people that's been buried that they'll never find out about? Mm -hmm. Man, suppose they got to exhume all those bodies. Right. Just to see if if it's a little sperm and uh, um, but we're gonna, I'm gonna go with white. I I I refuse to believe any <laughs> <laughs> of right. my people. Check the chat room, see what they say. <laughs> I refuse to believe. Wolf the stilt, fucking them corpses black. Oh. He was all gonna be some some sweet sounds coming down on the night shift, dark man. Ben Roethlisberger, hey, she didn't say no this time. <laughs> Her body's calling for him, or was that rigor mortis white? Oh. One who was looking to start the zombie apocalypse, Monster Mash White. <laughs> Monster Mash. White, his uncle daddy, would be proud. He skips foreplay like Andrew White. Oh, my. Now his dead chick is his main chick because his main chick ain't love him no, <laughs> no more. more. <laughs> no more. White. <laughs> Necrophilia equal white. He says, if you want me to stop, say no, white. Knock the dust off that pussy white. The correct <laughs> answer oh. is uh, Justin missed it. He's black. It's not even possible. I'm about to say, you got to put the picture in there for that. Some of you guys got it. I'm not going to believe the one white man, I mean the one black man in West Virginia out here having sex. Wait till the clapping is done. Nobody can hear you. I want the audience to hear your funny jokes. Just wait till the clapping is done. That's all I ask. Go ahead, Justin. I'm just saying, is the one black dude in West Virginia, he out here having sex with the bodies? No. All I right. refuse to believe that. I you, you refuse to believe? Whatever picture, you, that picture does not match the article. That's like the original picture of the original cop they said killed Mike Brown. They hmm. were floating around with some black dude. Nope, not going to believe it. All right. Well, according to everybody that legally uh, is putting them in jail, uh, this is the nigga that did it. So nope. tanning machine. I won't something. lie. I won't lie though. He looked like a nigga that fucks some corpses. <laughs> like it's like I didn't think I I didn't know what that looked like until I saw it just now. But uh, the picture didn't come up on my side, so I don't believe it. I don't think it yeah. could get a pop though. He he put the link in there, right? Yeah, I put the oh, link I in see. there. Oh, okay. um, but for some reason, the picture won't pop up. Yeah, I'm about to click on this. Um, yeah, it's just one of those weird things where I'm like, I didn't know what that looked like, nope, but now white. that I know, he white. He definitely did it. That's um, the white side of him. He's a little like half a Negro. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ah! 
Uh, so Justin said, I know this. I know see this. See, we give Justin a chance to make up this for that terrible performance just now. The Associated Press reports a woman from Cedar Park, Texas, allegedly stole a $3.99 bottle of wine in order to get arrested and see her beloved jail boyfriend. Black. Oh, Lord. It's just like, uh, let's see. Police say Alicia Waliki, Waliki stole a bottle of wine from a gas station Wednesday. An arrest affidavit says police found a woman inside the business and drinking the wine. The affidavit says she told police that she wanted to see her boyfriend who was arrested hours earlier and told them she wanted to go to jail. She's charged oh, with, take me to jail. Charged with misdemeanor theft and freed on a $5,000 bond on Friday. Does she know jail not co-ed? She, they, they ain't going to be mm-hmm. in the same place. <laughs> so uh, Justin's going I'm with going black. black yeah. Let's check the chat room see what they believe. Um, looks like they're taking a while to guess. Mm. <laughs> Ghetto Monkey sounds like a character from TVGWT book clubs. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, best black so far. Everything conspiracy brother dreamed of. <laughs> White woman. He said everything was a nipples pink. The two buck chuck, then a two, then a two pump jump. White. Uh, in college and not jail, according to Nelly. <laughs> the correct answer is she was a white woman so just a mystery oh. and some of you got it but that does sound like a straight up black crime though. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't even gonna lie hey congratulations and Lewis said she right. stole like some some Cavassier or some, some Newports. She was sitting there smoking a pack of Virginia Slims. Now, now if you just said some rose, maybe. They needed more contact clues. Like she had some like you said, some Marlboros. Mm-hmm. Some Marlboros in a pocket instead of nine liters. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just some contact clues. Uh a Northwestern man was arrested late last Wednesday after uh, last week after threatening his wife's alleged lover with a sword. Uh oh. That's right, guys. It's time for sword ratchetness. Mark E. Bowser, 56, was arrested on charges of intimidation, a level five felony. Uh, The victim told police. Level (laughs) five? That's right. Victim told police Bowser had followed him home. The victim then was sitting in a convertible in the driveway when Bowser approached him and placed a sword against his throat and threatened to kill him. The victim was able to push the sword away by the from, by the hilt and called 911. A Northern Western police officer found Bowser's vehicle and saw the sword in it. Uh, deputies arrived and spoke to Bowser, who said he had exchanged a some choice words with the victim, who he said was having an affair with his wife and had shown him the sword to scare him because the victim had been smirking and making obscene gestures to him. Bowser was arrested and booked in jail on $4,000 bond, according to Stacy Page online. So, um, he's in jail, but only $4,000 bond, that's it? For threatening to kill a man? We gotta take this shit more seriously. I mean, he was sleeping with his wife, though. All right, guys, this has been a late edition of the Blackout Tips. Uh, Justin, thank you for showing up, man. appreciate yes, you. Yes, Justin. I definitely couldn't have done, uh, done this without you. Show couldn't because uh, I one, didn't watch it. One more week, brother. <laughs> one more week. And uh, as far as everybody else, thank y'all for showing up, man. Uh, I definitely want to say before y'all get out of here, uh, there's been a lot of stuff going on. 
Um, but you know, on my way to the podcast, I was talking to a couple brothers and I said, is it more brothers in the airport or working at Crow's? I said, Crow's. think about that. Think about that. Okay. <laughs> well, y'all go out there. You know, we need, we need more black billionaires, <laughs> more black stallionaires, more black dollionaires, dollar menu ass. Preach. Okay, we need more people out here that can believe that they can fly. Because if you believe in yourself, you can achieve anything. Anything is possible. That's right. That's right. That's Kevin Garnett. Uh, it's not about you right now. It's about the family. Uh, where are we at? Ferguson, Ontario. Preach. Uh, it's about Mike Brown. Okay, that's what y'all need to learn. And uh, just not Coach Mike Brown either. Each one, teach one. Redfish, bluefish. Give a dog a bone, knick-knack, paddywhack, okay? Engine, engine, number nine, my bacon, you, smelling fine. You tell him my oh, favorite podcaster. You tell him my favorite podcaster. All right. Oh, what you want? You want this mic back? Okay. All right. Well, we got to go. Okay. Until tomorrow, I love you. I love you, too. Mwah. Mwah.